What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Friday. Happy Friday, December 8th, 20 and 23. And the Buck and I are with you for the next two hours talking plenty of football. The Dallas Cowboys set to play their biggest game of the year on Sunday night against Philadelphia. We'll talk some Texas football as well. Found an interesting stat about the Longhorns that should give you some confidence if you are a Texas fan. The Bucks got his biggest lock of the year, a 10,000-unit gold star lock, which he's going to give out at some point this morning. We'll talk a little NBA with the in-season tournament final being set. An interesting hire by Duke football. We'll preview some of the other big NFL games. And it's a very special anniversary for Texas Longhorn football. We've got a ton to talk about on a football Friday. Good morning, Buck. Good morning, BK. How are you feeling today? I am doing great, my friend. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm ready to rock and roll through the weekend. No football on Saturday. There will be football watching the Army-Navy game, of course. So that's, that's it. That's kind of the finality of regular season football coming up on Saturday. Yeah. And you told me it's from Foxborough. Yeah, they're playing in a Gillette this year. That's that's really different. Generally, I, it's either in Philly or Washington. I've never – I don't recall that game. I don't know. Maybe Chris Bennett may recall that game being played somewhere different than Philadelphia or Washington, D.C., but I don't. I'm a young man. See, I don't I don't go back that far as, as far as Chris Bennett. So maybe – I don't – I just I – just, it's always kind of, to me, mostly been in Philly or D.C. Why are you doing that to our man C.B.? Why? He ain't as old as you. You're older than dirt. CB ain't that old. Come on, man. Golly. Sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They've bounced this game around. I feel like they've played it in Foxborough before. You're right. It feels like it's usually at the link, or sometimes they'll put it at M&T in Baltimore. That yeah. feels like a popular spot. But uh, I think it's been in New England before, no? I don't recall it being in New England. Hmm. I don't know. Well, Army is a three-point favorite, and yes, I think indeed. your big lock has to do with that game. But there's also plenty of NFL for you and your cousins to bet on this weekend. You've got some really bad matchups across the NFL this weekend, but you also have some pretty intriguing ones as well. So we'll preview the biggest games of Week 14 of the NFL slate. Absolutely. But, man, well, before we get to our first sports story of the day, Buck, how about a good morning to our friends? Absolutely. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated to your families around this holiday season, to all. Uh, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Please be safe out there. Keep your head on a swivel, please. And look out for the pirates that are trying to steal your gifts off your porch and everything else. That's right. Pittsburgh Pirates? Not the Pittsburgh Pirates. Package Pirates. East Carolina? The holiday <laughs> the, it's the holiday season, and the Package Pirates are out there oh. in full. Don't come up here to my place. It ain't happening. Dogs, guns, ammunition, that's all you need to know. You would shoot somebody if they stole an Amazon package off your porch? No, I would shoot. That's those those people get grenaded. <laughs> <laughs> I go with the grenade. I loft, I loft a couple of grenades at them there. Mm. You know, they, they have those waiting cars that kind of hang out. You know, every time I see a car, and I live out here in the in the country, so sometimes even if somebody's pull over to blow their nose or sneeze, like 
there's occasions where I have to actually pull the car over because if I sneeze, I'm going to wreck into something. I mean, I've mm-hmm. pulled my back out from a sneeze. You know, I've slammed my head on the steering wheel sneezing. I have to really be careful because I don't hold in that sneeze. I let it go. And that means everything from my nose to my mouth comes out. I, yes, I'm the COVID carrying that. If I'm at your party and I have to sneeze, I have to go into the bathroom or out of the house. You're one of those guys. I, I can't hold it. I just you're a loud sneezer. Yeah, I'm a loud sneezer. I'm not the little choo, choo, choo. I don't know. I'm like, Bleh, I did all. Everybody's gonna get sick if I'm around. How many sneezes in a row? You know, some people sneeze like 15 times in a row before they can stop. Are you one no, of those I'm guys? One, I'm one and done, and it is a it's an eruption. It's like volcano, like ash coming out. Everything's coming out of my nose and my mouth, my ears. Every it just it's horrible. But uh, be careful out there because it is the cold and flu season. For those that get the flu, I don't because I'll never have the flu. Yep. Pneumonia, COVID, syphilis. I mean, I'll never have the flu, though. I got to go find that video. Just keep on saying it. Keep telling yourself you'll never have the flu. Yeah, I think I've had it before. Shout out to Didi, one of our previous winners of the $150 Cabo Bob's Catering Gift Certificate. See, we're not lying to y'all. We're actually giving you stuff. Absolutely, man. When we we say we're going to give you something, we actually follow through. And David was our winner yesterday. So, uh, David, you'll probably get that Cabo Bob's gift card at some point next week. But uh, thank you all for tuning in as always. We hope we've got two more of those Cabo Bob's gift certificates to give away because we give them away after every Texas football victory. We'll have some Uh, stuff to give away next week for sure, BK. You and I are on the road again. Yes, we will be. We'll be at uh, Lake Cliff Golf Club on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll out be there in Spicewood. Out there in Spicewood. And then Sue Patrick off Burnett Road. Yes. Next Thursday. And then Blue Santa next Saturday morning at Delivery Hello, Day. Santa, yes. Yeah, so we've got a lot going on. We'll have some koozies to give away, maybe some gift cards to give away as oh, well. Absolutely. A lot of stuff to uh, hand out to you people we appreciate you people continuing to tune in to Texas Sports Unfiltered. How about Texas volleyball last night, Buck? You might have crashed before this one ended. And I like this was one of the longest volleyball matches of all time. This thing went deep into the night. It didn't help that Texas was playing in Palo Alto. Oh. Uh, so it was a late start for the Longhorns, but it was a nationally televised Sweet 16 matchup against the fake UT, Tennessee on ESPN2. The Longhorns were down two sets to one at one point. They faced a match point in the fourth set, but they came all the way back to beat Tennessee to move on to the Elite Eight for the 17th time in the last 18 years. Wow. I'm going to repeat that. The Texas volleyball team, with its win last night, advanced to the Elite Eight of the NCAA Volleyball Tournament for the 17th time in the last 18 years. That is absurd, dude. Dude, you have to keep winning at that place, obviously. Yeah. That's all they do is win. It is. And Jared Elliott's done a tremendous, tremendous job, won a couple of national championships during his time at Texas. But just the model of consistency that this Texas volleyball program has been, I mean, my God, it is a big deal to make the tournament 18 times in a row. No kidding. And the fact that, yeah, it was 18 straight Sweet 16s and 17 of 18 Elite 8s. Like, no other volleyball program in the country can come close 
to boasting that stat. It's ridiculous what the uh, defending national champs just continue to do every single year. So congratulations to them. They will take on Stanford. It'll be a home game for Stanford. Stanford's the one seed in this regional, so it'll be tough for uh, for Texas volleyball to get back to the Final Four. They've got a big-time matchup tomorrow night to get there, but holy shnikes, man. Just a tremendous, tremendous job by all of those ladies. I think I'm going to name my first kid Madison Skinner because she was on one last night for Texas. Nobody could stop her. Uh, just amazing to watch what these ladies do. And, and tournament volleyball is pretty fun, man. Like these, oh, yeah. these matches are intense as hell. And it's more fun when your team's as good as the University of Texas is. Yeah, I mean, I, I always think of the three teams or four teams, actually, when it comes to women's volleyball. It's Texas, Stanford, Nebraska, Penn State. Yeah. It seems like they're always around this time of year. Yeah, and I think uh, Stanford obviously is in the Elite Eight because they're playing mm -hmm. Texas. Uh, Nebraska's in the Elite Eight as well. I think Nebraska just beat Penn State, or somebody just beat Penn State to knock them out of the tournament. But uh, you don't get a lot of parity in women's college volleyball. No. Like when you look at the seeds uh, of the eight teams that are still left, you've got four one seeds, you've got three two seeds, and you've got a three seed. That's who's left. So you've got to earn it every year if you want oh, to be yeah. a champion in, uh, in women's college volleyball. But yeah, Texas is yeah. Nobody out of there's there's not many teams yearly that come out of nowhere and just win this thing. No, you don't get any UMBCs. No, or St. Peter's or yeah. Texas Techs of the or, world. Well, no, they're even worse than those two schools that I mentioned. I think <laughs> uh, volleyball does not run through Lubbock either. So, shout out to the volleyball team. Uh, Y'all keep making us proud. Y'all keep kicking ass, and uh, I'll be locked in tomorrow to that regional Very final. Nice. Should be a lot of fun across the ESPN family of networks this weekend. Um, today's a very special day in Texas football history, Buck, for a number of different reasons. And some of these things actually involve you. But December 8th has been monumental for Longhorn football. You go back to 1977, Earl Campbell won the Heisman Trophy, the yes. first ever Heisman winner for the University of Texas. And you go back to 2015, your guy, Ricky Williams, was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, the two greatest running backs in Texas history, of course, the two guys that the field is named after right now, two of the best just representatives of the University of Texas in program history. Uh, yeah. Earl won the Heisman on December 8th, and Ricky Williams was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame on December 8th. Pretty special day for Horns fans everywhere. Yeah, I was in New York for, for his induction uh, with, the, with the Texas Exes, and it was with Mag Brown and Sally Brown. It was just amazing. And, you know, Jerry Jones gave a speech there. He was a part of it. Condoleezza Rice was there. You know, Jerry Jones, if you, if you hear that guy, that guy has a lot of money for a reason. The, the the all shucks guy that you hear that talks about the Cowboys and gives you all that BS, that guy is a CEO of plenty of businesses. And when he speaks, he is really, really good when he's talking straight up business. There's no joke with him. When he's talking about his money and his being a CEO for all these companies, I mean, he was he was on, on point and everything. That's not the same Jerry Jones you hear talk about his Dallas Cowboys. It's a different dude when he's talking money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really that is. guy's got a commanding presence. When he speaks, oh, yeah. you've got to listen. Even when he's talking about the Cowboys and saying some of the dumb crap that he said over the years, like when he starts talking 
everybody stops and listens because he carries some weight now. Well, he carried weight in that building, you know, for for that, and that was something. It was the what was the hotel? It was where they filmed Nights in. No, it was not the Nights in. It was Hotel the, Six. No, it was around from the right around the corner from the what movie was filmed there? Coming home. Um, Coming to America. Coming to America. It'll come back to me. Waldorf Astoria. There it is. So yes, it was the Waldorf, and it was, it was during December when I went there, and that's when I, you know, I'd been to New York. It wasn't the first time I was in New York, but I had not been to New York in a long time. So the, you know, the memorial for the for the towers. I went to I went to visit that, and you know that was that was something. And New York, it was just people. I, I just called it the city with no faces. It was just people with bodies. I mean, their faces just went by you. Everybody was on the move. The, the, the sidewalks were packed. You know, it was it was Christmas time. It was it was amazing. Just was a the Waldorf Astoria was just, I mean, what a what a hotel that is. That what was the highlight place. of the weekend. The hotel. Oh, the hotel. Meeting Condoleezza Rice, going and shaking her hand. There you go. You didn't try to uh, no. a deal or anything I wasn't, with her. I wasn't trying to make any moves, man. She was mm -hmm. buffed. Like buffed? Yeah, she's buffed. Yeah, she's a workout lady too. Wow. She got guns. You uh, and you you didn't try no. to feel those, did you? No, 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 no. No side hug or something, so you can get a little grab in. I tried to get a side hug. Yeah. Tried to get a side hug. No luck. No, man. She had lots of people around her. I don't know if her, I, I don't know what they were. I don't think they were Secret Service, but she had some people around her. She didn't just like free float around the hotel where she <laughs> went. There was a group. She's like Aaron Andrews. Where do they go? People follow, you know. Aaron Andrews. Yes, I saw her at the Super Bowl, and she's never by herself. She had an entourage of about fifteen. It's probably just a bunch of creepy dudes following her. Around. Oh, it was lot, lots of women with like okay. painters, so their hair looked like her hair was blowing in the wind. Ah, okay. It was, it was a cool look. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, you tweeted out on uh, December eighth, twenty fifteen. Tears rolling down my cheeks as Ricky Williams is now inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. What a great day in New York. And it sounds like one of the more important days of your football life. Oh, there is there is no doubt to have a Hall of Famer, to have coached a Hall of and recruited a Hall of Fame player. I mean, that was it was special. It was really special for him. You know, a lot of a lot of things don't phase him. You know, he just kind of goes on. That did. That, really? that yeah, that event. It really, really did. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You know, and, and it was it was a it was a it was a special night for him. It was a special night for the Brown family, for Mac Brown and Sally Brown. And you know, I got a chance to spend a couple of days with them and talk to Mac and Sally. It was that was a good time. That really was. And um, for Ricky, it was special. And I, that's one yep. of those days that he he won't forget uh, at all. Believe right. me. Oh, man, so. of course not. And the irony of that uh, coming on the same day as Earl Campbell winning the first Heisman Trophy in Texas football history. It's pretty damn cool, man. Uh, pretty damn cool right there. So figured I'd bring that up to start off uh, your Friday. Get Texas football fans in a good mood going into the weekend. 
And I found this, you know, as we continue our preview of the Sugar Bowl. I know we're still a few weeks away from that Texas-Washington matchup on January 1st, but hey, we, we can still talk about it. Never a bad time to talk Texas football, and we're still excited because the Longhorns are headed to the CFP for the first time in program history. It was only a week ago that they got this championship, so it's still fresh in our minds. Not, not yeah. even. I know, as we were up in, in uh, Arlington, which was awesome. Yeah, it was. How about this stat? So these are the team leaders in pressures in all of Power 5 college football this season. And you see Texas right there tied for second in quarterback pressures this year. And that's a great stat. I mean, it really is, because that's going to be key for Texas to slow down this high-powered Washington offense. They have to find a way to get pressure on Michael Penix Jr. to force him into some questionable decisions. Now, he's not Alan Bowman, where he's got 11 interceptions on the year, and he's just going to throw a couple up for grabs. Like, Penix is good. He's a Heisman finalist. He's a potential first-round pick in the NFL draft coming up in April. Uh, He's not going to gift you the ball that easily, but... Obviously, the best way to affect any quarterback is to get pressure on that quarterback, and that's been something Texas has been good at all year. Uh, Obviously, you hope they can find a way to do it with four, but Washington's got one of the best offensive lines in all of football. This is probably a game where Texas needs to be aggressive, but the good news is, Buck, this year when the Longhorns have needed to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks, they've been able to do it better than just about anybody in the nation. Yeah, Michael Penix will absolutely have a lot of faith in his wide receivers. So he'll give it a shot. I mean, he'll throw some balls that you'll think that, really, did he just do that? Yeah, because he believes that his guys will win the 50-50 balls. He'll throw them up. He'll throw them high. He's got those receivers that can get up and go get them. So he takes chances. He's not afraid to think his guy can beat your guy. You know, and they're one-on-one matchups. I don't like them. So they need to have pressure. And they need to have pressure really in his face. He'll throw him around your arm. He'll throw it over the top of you. You know, he's a relatively tall kid. He's not a little short guy. I mean, he can throw the ball, still get it over the top, his throwing angles. And he throws sidearm in the hole. He's got all the angles. Yep. He really yeah, does. He does. But yeah, when he throws a long ball, he throws a pretty long ball. And his guys can go get it. So oh, you've got to pressure him. He, As I said, he will take chances because he believes in his wide receivers and he believes in that arm of his. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find a weakness on this Washington offense, and I haven't been able to do so. Just they to use a couple them. different running backs. They don't. They're not. It's not, not that great, but they're but they use a couple different guys. They go with the hot hand. Whoever's hot stays. Yeah, and Dylan Johnson has been the hot hand at running back for them down the stretch. Like you look at the overall season numbers for Washington on the ground, and they're not great. But I mean, Dylan Johnson has over 1,100 rushing yards and yeah. 14 touchdowns this year. So he's he's been their best running back all season long and he's really turned it up down the stretch to get Washington in to the college football playoffs. So look, as good as Dylan Johnson is, he's not as good as Tosh Brooks and he's not as good as Ollie Gordon. And the Longhorns obviously shut both of those guys down in the last couple of games, but it's not like he's a weakness. It's not like Washington has been unable to run the football all season long. Uh, They're going to try and they've had some success at that this year. And look, I still feel like that's advantage Texas. I hope Washington thinks they can run it 30 times in the Sugar Bowl, because uh, that obviously plays exactly into our defense's strengths. But, man, this offensive line is up for the Joe Moore Award. They're one of the finalists for that, which is given out to the best offensive line unit in football. They've got a quarterback who's a Heisman finalist. They've got a receiver who's a Bolitnikov finalist. They've got three receivers who are going to be playing on Sundays. And they've got a running back with over 1,100 yards. So, yeah, I mean, but this is, not, this is not Mike Gundy. This is not these dumb Okies 
they're not going to sit back and, you know, try to run the ball when they've got the Heisman Trophy candidate in there. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to they're going to run it every once in a while, but they're, this isn't Oklahoma dopes. This, is, this isn't going to happen. Their coach is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this to me is a matchup of two of the top five offensive minds in the sport yes. right now. Uh, Kalen DeBoer is really, really good. I mean, it's year two for him at Washington. Like, they won 11 games in year one, and I was yes. pretty jealous, dude. Like, think about all the coaching turnover we've had over the last decade and change and how – We've had coaches in three or four years not be able to win 11 games. And Kalen DeBoer in year one won 11 games. They obviously beat Texas in the Alamo Bowl last year. And then in year two, he's undefeated, 13-0, and he's got his team playing in the college football playoff. Like, Yeah, they're, they're going to be they're gonna come into that game feeling pretty good about their matchup between the sec, Texas secondary. You know, they, they understand what's going on on the defensive line. They're going to work, you know, they've got some – pretty good offensive lineman there. They're going to work, they're going to work there, try to work some magic and double team some guys, but they feel pretty daggum good about their wide receivers versus Texas secondary. I don't know how about, and, and, you know, and, and for, and the vice versa, it's just, it's when you're practicing against that set against those wide receivers and you're in the secondary from Washington all year long, you've gone up against some pretty stout guys. You practice against them every day. Yeah. Well, they must be really bad in practice. It ain't yeah. working for the Texas no, secondary. It, well, I mean that's that. I mean for Texas or for Washington, they're they're a little bit better in the secondary. They're not great. They're not great, but uh, I'm not. No, Washington's defense this. is not very good. Their offense is is the problem. Like you could score on this defense, and oh, Texas yeah. has scored 106 points in the last two games. Now Washington's defense is better than Oklahoma State's, right? And it's better than Texas Tech. Oh no, it's not like the the. The team, not not like when Oklahoma's got it going on on defense. It's not like that. They're not no. that type. They're not that type of defense. No, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be a challenge. And, and back to Kalen DeBoer for a minute. Like that guy made Indiana look good. He was mm-hmm. the head coach at Indiana. He was the offensive coordinator the year where Indiana was randomly good. It was that COVID year. Yep. They actually got their head coach Tom Allen an extension. And then as soon as Kalen DeBoer left, Indiana fell off, and obviously Washington took off. But this guy. You know, Michael Penix Jr. started his career at Indiana, and that guy burst onto the scene. It's like, who the hell is this quarterback at Indiana, and why right. is he so good? Obviously, Penix deserves a ton of the credit, but a lot of it has to do with just Kalen DeBoer and the offensive mastermind that he's become. Well, yeah, he came on. He came back from Indiana to, to Oregon with a bum knee. Remember, he had been banged up at Indiana, yep. so you were thinking, oh, it's going to take him a year or two. It didn't take him long. He got right, like you said, got in there and got 11 wins immediately. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then once again, year two, they're in the college football playoffs. So must be nice. It's not like he walked into the greatest situation ever either, right? Jimmy Lake was the previous head coach, and he was there for like a year. And that was a year too long for a yes, lot of Washington was. fans. They had all sorts of attrition. They lost most of the coaching staff. They lost a lot of players to the portal. Felt like maybe Dub was going to need some time to get stuff turned around, but uh, that was not the case. So yeah, I mean, there are a lot of similarities between Kalen DeBoer and Steve Sarkeesian with the type of offenses that they run and just the way that they've kind of uh, turned these programs around in relatively short order. DeBoer, once again, has done it faster than Steve Sarkeesian has done at Texas. And uh, it should be a fun battle of wits, man. Yeah, The over-under over is 63.5, Buck. It started yeah. at 64.5. I thought for sure it'd be going up. My cousin hit the over early and... Now I feel like an idiot because it's it's been going down to this point. 
Yeah, I, I think they're, they're going to think, you know, just because nobody's played each other for it'll be a month, almost a month, that yeah. it's it's going to offenses are going to be a little stagnant. But I think this will be this is going to be this will be a special game out of all these games. There'll be a lot of scoring in the football game and a lot of people hold on for dear life at the end, because I think it'll be a battle to the end. I don't I don't think one of these third quarter games, I think everybody will be in striking distance in this football game. I mean, yeah. it, it just it just seems that way. I. I originally didn't like the matchup. I would have obviously rather played Florida State with their 15th quarterback or somebody like that. But this matchup, we saw a little bit of it last year. And this was a Texas team that played them last year without, you know, guys decided, oh, no, we're not going to play in this game. It looks like everybody's playing in this football game on yeah. both sides. Everybody, this is this is to get to the national championship game. So everybody will be playing. Nobody I don't see anybody opting out in this football game now. There'll be others, other bowl games. We haven't heard of, no, we haven't heard of a lot of opt-outs yet. But it'll get, the closer you start getting that week before, guys are like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. You know, it'll it'll start happening here shortly. But as the bowl season starts, ain't nobody opting out Army-Navy tomorrow. No, God, no. <laughs> That's on American to opt that, out. That certainly is. No, those dudes, they will be playing tomorrow, but. They'll be the opt-outs will start to come, you know, yeah. and people yeah. will act like they're surprised. Don't be surprised. That's those dudes' future. They're not. They're not taking their chances even in one game. Well, one of the I, best parts about NIL, Buck, is the fact that we haven't seen many in-season opt-outs. Right. Uh, for a while there, I mean, Bosa did it at Ohio State. Leonard Fournette did it at LSU. Yeah, guys would come up with these mystery injuries that lasted for five or six weeks. Yep, Jamar Chase kind of did it at LSU too. Where it's like, eh, you know, guys had done enough in their college careers to basically solidify themselves as first sure. round picks. And they're like, well, I don't want to keep playing because I'm not getting paid and I don't want to get hurt because that could ruin my draft status. So I'm going to go ahead and sit out the rest of my college career. Uh, you don't get your NIL money if you do stuff like that. That's right. So Caleb Williams, like who you see in every other commercial with Dr. Pepper nowadays, uh, like that guy probably would have opted out after USC's second or third loss if it wasn't for NIL money, but he stayed oh, yeah. out and played the rest of the year, despite his team not being in the mix for anything. And despite him probably being the number one overall pick in April because of the NIL money. So that's, that's a good thing, but still bowl games. Yeah. You'll still see some guys uh, oh, yeah. opting out Caleb Williams. I don't know if he's already announced that he's opting out, but I, I expect him to opt out. He already I'm has a bank account, even not yeah. even NIL. He's got money. That's somebody's already made the loan to him. Do you need anything before you're the number one guy next year? How much do you need? Here's the interest we're going to pop on you. That guy doesn't care. He's got money. Yeah, he'll be okay. But you're right. Like, it's hard to, you know, normally when a team plays another team in the previous year, you can look back at it and try to get a lot about the matchup. And uh, here's what happened last year that could happen this year. Here's what happened last year that might not happen this year. But with all the players that opted out for Texas, and some for Washington, too. It's really hard to go back and look at last year's Alamo Bowl and gain a whole lot. Uh, like, the, the leading receiver for Texas in that game was Casey Kane. He just entered the transfer portal. You know, B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson, who were the two best players on Texas's offense last year, they both opted out and didn't even play in that game. So, yeah, hard to really uh, garner a lot of info from what we saw from these two teams. Hell, that game was actually this year. Or, no, it was the end of December last year. I beg your pardon. Um, but yeah, it's uh, interesting that that matchup is happening again. Obviously, the fact that Texas has played Alabama this year 
is interesting. And the fact that Texas will play Michigan next year is interesting. You usually don't see this type of stuff with non-conference opponents in the playoff, but uh, Texas will be playing all of these teams within like a two-year span, which is Yeah, the, the, for, for Texas, the safeties will have to play their best game in the bowl yeah. games. I mean, they will have this group will absolutely test the safeties here, and they will throw to the middle of the field, and they'll throw those long, deep slants and 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 those crossover routes. Man, oh man! And they love the one on ones, and they get you one on ones outside, and throw a fade in the middle of the field, not near the goal line for trying to get touchdowns, but they'll throw those those fades, those long fades, with their big, tall, wide receivers, and say, "My guy is just better than your guy," because that quarterback yeah. can put it where he wants to put it. They've got the best wide receiving trio in college football. Yes. And Texas might have the second best wide receiving yeah, trio in college absolutely. football. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Washington has 2,000-yard guys this season. And the third guy, Jalen McMillan, had 1,000 yards last year. Right. Hasn't had as great of a season, has battled a couple of injuries. Speaking of, they don't have – how many balls do you have on a, on, a, on, a, on the field? They don't have enough balls out there. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, Roma Dunze is a first-round pick. He might be the second receiver taken in the draft behind yeah. – Maserati Marv from Ohio State as Gus Johnson. Who's talking about saying staying? What yeah, yeah. for? I don't know. How do, you, how do you even? How does that even come up? You don't even. The quarterback's gone. Who's Who's talking about staying? Or is it? Or is it just the media that's talking about Marvin Harris Jr. sticking around for another year at Ohio State? He hasn't made up his mind. Oh, they all I mean, say he that. He just hasn't. He's made up his mind. He just hasn't told anybody. Probably they all say that he's gone. Why would he stay? You can't say that the quarterback's not there. The guy that got you what you got even this year well, is not coming back, and you don't care. What do you care anyway? Well, maybe that's why he would stay, because McCord's not very good. Maybe he wants to play. Yeah, he's looking for a better quarterback. <laughs> he wants yeah, that Heisman. The guy's going to be a top-five pick. Why would he come back? That'd be no. ridiculous. Just a no. thought. People were saying he just hasn't made up his mind. Yeah, he knows what he's going to do. He just hadn't told you what he's going to do. Maybe he just doesn't want to go play for the Bears. You know, the Bears might have two top five picks because they've oh. got Carolina's one as well. That is just scary like, for him. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that S-storm of a franchise, so I'll just stick around in Columbus, make a couple mil in NIL money. No, there's no way he's going to do that. He's no, I can't see it. I, I, I mean, I'm just, you're hearing about it. You're hearing about he hasn't made a decision yet. Uh, we yeah. haven't heard his decision. He has a decision probably. I got, uh, if anybody believes that, I've got some oceanfront property I can oh. sell you in Kansas right now. Insane. But yeah, Jalen Polk, a Lufkin kid from the state of Texas, 1,000 yards for him. And then Jalen McMillan, and all these guys are like 6'2", 6'3". Oh, yeah. They're, they're problems. They are problems. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a tall task. The good news is Texas has, you know, these 15 practices between the conference championship and the Sugar Bowl to get better. But the bad news is, Jalen Catalan will not be in this game, and Derek Williams will be suspended for the first half of this game. So a safety unit that's already been inconsistent. I'll be nice. That feels nice. This year, uh, now, yeah, they're going to be shorthanded, and they've got to go up against wow. that, the number one pass offense in the nation. Yeah, so they'll be bringing their linebackers. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be stunts. There'll be things that they have to do to get to Michael Penix. They, they just have to. Yeah, you know, they're they, have a choice. That, that whole pressure thing, you can't sit back and, and play in zone against this guy. He will tear that thing apart. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Texas needs some bulletin board material in this game, Buck. Like, they clearly use that at Iowa State. They clearly use that against Texas Tech. I think they use that against Oklahoma State, too, with Mike Gundy being named Coach of the Year. 
Is anybody comments. going to touch the coach? Who's going to touch the coach? That's, you know, that, oh, that only happens in the Alamo Bowl. I forgot. I'm sorry. That doesn't, that won't happen in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Nobody will be allowed to handle the coach. Watch out, Venables. That guy's going to try to drink out of that security staffer's fire hose, I think. Oh, my God. He's going to be blowing and going on that dude. Oh, that's where they'll be located, huh? Yeah. Good luck down oh, in yeah. San Antonio. Nice trip for the week. Thank God we're not down there, man. Thank God we're not down there. But Texas needs some bulletin board material, man. I need somebody on Washington to start talking some shit. They don't. They don't want to. They're. They just. They kind of. They're kind of like their coach. They just play. They just show up on Saturdays yeah. or Mondays. That's that's the way they. That's what that's what they do. They don't have a lot of guys. I mean, even the great wide receiver doesn't talk a lot of smack. He just takes the ball from you. Yep. Texas is favored in this game, too, which, like, we should like, right? That means Texas clearly has a chance to win, and they're the biggest favorite in the college football playoff at minus four. But, you know, Washington's been an underdog this year. They were nine-and-a-half-point dogs against Oregon in the Pac-12 title game and beat them. They were dogs in Corvallis late in the regular season and beat mm -hmm. them, uh, them being Oregon State. I, just, I, I need some bulletin board material to feel better about this game. Wow. Someone needs yeah. to say something from Washington. I guess you've got the Alamo Bowl from last year, but I don't I don't think that's enough. I need I need they Kalen DeBoer to come out and be like, huh, Sark couldn't make it to the playoff when he was the head coach at Washington. That guy's a bum. Like, I need that. That's what we need from UW over these next couple of weeks, don't we? Yeah, I, I yeah, we need something. But they're not going to say anything. This group's just—they're like I said—they're kind of like their coach. They just kind of go along, kind of professionally, do their jobs, beat Oregon's ass twice, need, twice need there, player. Bo Nix, twice. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that, Bo Nix. Mm, that completion twice. percentage is still looking really good, though, isn't it? Remember that. <laughs> so, don't forget about that completion percentage, man. Wow. God bless it. Yeah, we worked him, worked him right out of the Heisman. He can get to go, but. I don't think I don't think he's winning. I think that no. deal is that deal is over with for. Um, well, I don't know if Michael Penix he doesn't have a shot at any. That kid from LSU is going to win it. He's this is stat Heisman this year. Yeah, I think Penix will probably finish second. The yeah. um, JJ. no JJ's yeah. not invited. Oh JJ's not going. Oh that's right. No, he sucks. He didn't. He, that guy's terrible, man. JJ McCarthy. You don't want to see them in the, in the. You want to see them in the national championship game? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I want to see somebody in the national championship game. Would you rather see them or Bama? Mm, I think Michigan. I've been back and forth on that. Mm. Like Texas obviously beat Bama on the road. Now Bama's a better team. So is Texas. But I do get worried about Nick Saban. I do get worried about beating the same team twice in a year. Um. And Alabama, like, look, Jalen Milrow is not the best passer in the country. Like, Michael Penix Jr. is the best quarterback in this playoff. Um, but he's gotten a lot better throwing the ball than he was yep. in week two. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Like, Michigan loves to run it. Texas does a great job against the run. I, I like how that game would match up for the Longhorns. There you go. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll take either of them, though. Just get by Washington because that – I think I'm more terrified about that game than any other long. Yeah, game I didn't like the matchup right from the get-go there. No, 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 no. I don't so, care about all the pressures in the world. That guy can throw, and those dudes can catch. I got to 
I got to convince Roma Dudenze. I don't know. I got to say something bad about his mama so he starts chirping about Texas or something. He's got you know? to. Somebody's got to do something. Those guys are too quiet. I'm telling you, man. I that camp, that campus where they are is kind of laid back. So they're not, you know, they got it right there on the lake. It's nice where they are, man. I, that, if you're a recruit and you go to that place, whew, what a weekend that must be. That's very high on my sports bucket list. You got to go to a game there? Like way higher than it should be, right? Because you think of like all the historic sites in college football and college sports in general. Like you don't think of Husky Stadium as one of those, but that the backdrop, the view of the water oh, yeah. and the Seattle skyline, like that shit at sundown looks nicer than any other. It's a beauty venue in college football. So at some point, hopefully, you know, Texas wins, and then I'll be much happier about going there. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that's a fun spot. It looks like to catch a game. All right, we've got uh, plenty of NFL to get to. Uh, we'll get to your Gold Star locks oh, of the yeah, weekend. Baby here in a moment and uh one of those locks i think has to do with the army navy game which i feel like if you lose that bet you need to get deported i think those are the rules <laughs> deportion yeah <laughs> it's come on it's un-american to to lose the army navy bet well they somebody army. loses every year with them and they're not deporting any of those dudes no nope. those nope. dudes go right back to work well they're fighting for our country what are you doing I'm trying to fight for the people here. I'm fighting for Christmas and Hanukkah for people. What are you talking about? What do you think I'm doing? I'm fighting for the education of young people and their families. How's that sound? Ba- it's a losing battle for you, my friend. It has been, but not this week. I start, you know, the roll is coming. It's bowl season. It's play upgrading close to playoffs in the NFL. The Texans need to get to the playoffs. And anybody playing the Jets, I'm favoring. Remember that from the rest of the time. If Robert Sala is the head coach, forget about it. That guy's oh, so confused right now. All right, we'll get to your picks here because there's a lot I think you've got on the table this weekend. But uh, who do you want to shout out first today? Our good friends over at Relax the Back. Of course, my back needed to have a lot of help when I had thoracic surgery. I had my back reconstructed, and I really needed comfort, and I needed comfort each and every day when I sat down. And I got that with our friends at Relax the Back. They embraced a holistic approach for our healthier lifestyle based on 35 years of proven expertise. And my back could not be happier. And they've got everything right now, 20% off, you know, those massage chairs. They got select massage chairs just for you. They've got the right size pillows that are going to fit your neck and fit your body and going to make you feel good. And of course, the recliners, they've got that for you too. But you want to feel good in your thoracic back, your lumbar area, and even your shoulder area. And you can find the perfect accessory or chair at Relax the Back. They've got two great locations in Bee Caves at the Hill Country Galleria, right across the street from Whole Foods, and in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Please, folks, live pain-free like the buck with Relax the Back. Yes, indeed. Check them out online at relaxtheback.com as well and see some of the products that they've got for you. Shout-out to them and shout-out to our man, Tom McKay at AV. Consultations. Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and all of us at Audiovisual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at AV Consultations. 
this of course is my weekend to start my marathon home alone as I do into the holiday season. I will see home alone at least five times this year. I don't but know I if I've ever I don't know if I've ever seen that movie, but Home Alone? Yeah. Come on, Mr. Christian. You have seen that. I believe it's Sister Christian. That's oh, the name okay. of the song. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know if I have seen Home Alone. Aren't there like three or four of them, too? Oh, there's Home Alone 1 and 2. Two sucks. There's only mm. the one. The one is the best. I catch that, and, and I got to see it at least. I got to see it at least no less than twice every every Christmas. And, I wa- and I'll watch it through from the beginning to the very end. Is that your I favorite Christmas movie? It is. It's my favorite Christmas, yes, for sure. Hmm. Like a Christmas story is kind of goofy after you've seen it like 30 times in your lifetime. So that's done. But Home Alone, I laugh every single time. I always laugh when a guy gets shot in the nuts with a BB gun. And I just can't, I can't help it. I'm just, and I, I don't know, I don't want to know how it feels, but I have a feeling I, there's something about it when that dude sticks that BB gun up into his crotch and lets go on it. Isn't that Joe Pesci who gets oh, 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 and Joe Pesci, and the and he puts his hand on the doorknob. Mm. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, yeah, I know I've seen parts of that movie, but I don't think I've seen the whole thing. I don't think so, man. Is that, let me ask you this, is that movie told from a kid's perspective? Oh, it's it, it's kind of told from a kid's perspective, but more so from a just a wretched older person's perspective, because I don't think kids can think of those kind of things like that. Okay. This is you gotta your mind has to be really out there for some of the things that happen that that kid does to the opposing players. You know what I mean? Hmm. I mean, I just I hate movies that are told from a kid's perspective. And I hate yeah, TV you, won't, shows. You, won't, you won't view this from a kid's perspective. I hate TV shows that are told from a kid's perspective too. Like Stranger Things. You ever watch that TV show? No. It's like a really popular Netflix show over the last couple of years, and it's just told from a bunch of kids' perspectives. It's like I, I F them kids, man. <laughs> them kids. Kid, like I don't. I, nobody chooses to hang out with kids that aren't their own. So I'm not trying to like. You mean like neighbors kids, kids. Hang out with the neighbors' kids. No, I'm not doing that. that. Even with the pedo oh. stash in November, I'm not doing that either. So quit <laughs> asking. But I just like that's like the Sandlot. Everyone loves the Sandlot. It's one of people's favorite sports movies ever. I like it. Not that good because it's told from a kid's perspective. It's not entertaining. When I watched it as a kid. I think I liked it. I now think the when first, I watch it, I think it's stupid. Well, I mean, I started out as a, a kid watching The Little Rascals and stuff. So, you know, I, I, I was I, from there. And then I saw the movie Stand By Me. I always thought that was kind of cool. And and Sandlot didn't bother me that much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I mean, in Stand By Me, so I think Stand By Me had a dead body that the kids saw. So I had never seen a dead body. And so when they found the dead body by the railroad tracks, I was kind of was intrigued by that, how kids would react to it. And of course, they they overreacted to all of that stuff, you know. Yeah, that movie but didn't Home do it for me either. Home Alone, you know, I've been always wanted to stick my tongue, growing up in Pennsylvania on the telephone pole, and see if that really would stick. You know what I mean? Well, that's Christmas Story. Oh, that is Christmas Story. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Would I ever really do that? You know what I mean? Would you? Nah, mm, nah, the dopey kids that I grew up with in Pennsylvania, that, that was a possibility. Mm. But, the only black kid around you know i was like franklin so <laughs> if it happened they would have pushed my head up against it it wouldn't ever i wouldn't have willfully done it that's for sure mm. you were franklin and charlie brown or token in south park oh yeah token. was there really a dude named token yeah the black kid 
Come on, really? That's absurd, man. Uh, yeah, Christmas Story, I think, is my favorite Christmas movie. Is it like, really still? I, st- I still watch that at least once all the way through on Christmas. We'll catch Home Alone, the entire Home Alone this year. Okay. We'll like oh. it. All right, I might have to. Yeah, we might have to do like a top five Christmas movies. Yeah, Joe Pesci's Joe Pesci is, just makes me laugh. That dude yeah. and that goof, that goof that's with him is really good. The guy in Goodfellas, that Joe yeah. Pesci. That Joe Pesci's good what's he in doing this. in Home Alone, man. He's great, man. He's oh. a villain. He's a burglar. Oh my god! A gold right. tooth. Gold tooth. Or oh, that's always shining when he smiles. Yeah, I like that. He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. It's great. That's fantastic. All right, before we get to the Bucks, Gold Star Locks of the Week, a quick word for our friends at GreatBlueHeronFurniture.com. No debate here. The best furniture that you can find is right there online at GreatBlueHeronFurniture.com. Custom leather furniture. They've got a bunch of stuff you can look at online, of course, but also if you want to custom build something on your own, they can make that happen. Great Blue Heron Furniture is here for you. Sofas, recliners, Chairs, ottomans, whatever you're looking for, they can make it all happen. They got bar accessories as well. Just go to the website, greatblueheronfurniture.com. Look at what you want. And then when you're ready to buy, use the promo code HOOKEM for 15% off at checkout. That's right, 15% off simply by typing in the word HOOKEM at checkout. It's that easy. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you click the link in the video description below. And uh, it'll take you right to our Texas Sports Unfiltered collection over there at greatblueheronfurniture.com. And real quick, before we get to your picks, I want to remind the people, I keep posting this on social media, but forgetting to tell everybody on the air, we've got a bull pick'em contest this year on ESPN. And it's free to enter. It's one of those confidence pools. And we're going to be giving away some great prizes to some winners. So check it out. Go to our Twitter account, at TS Unfiltered. It's the pinned tweet at the top, or you can just search Texas Sports Unfiltered in the ESPN Bowl Mania to find our group. But free to enter once again. We're going to be giving away prizes to some of the top participants. You get to compete against all of the TSU team for our Bowl Pick'em contest over there at ESPN. All right, Buck, a quick update on where you stand for your Gold Star Locks this season. It's not good. You're down thirty-two thousand units. That doesn't sound right. It sounds like I've been, I've been, somebody's hacked my account or something. You think so? Yes. You think it should be more units that you're down? No, I should be less. No, you were at thirty-six thousand going into last weekend, and you went up four thousand. So, okay, not the best at math, but I do think that keeps you at negative thirty-two k. So I did help the people a little bit. You did help the people a little bit. Yes, now they can afford uh, one-tenth of their rent uh, rent payment this month. Yeah. But you promised, you promised me before we got on the air today that you were blowing past 5,000. You had a 10,000-unit game of the year today. Yes, Is that I do. true? Yes, and it will be the Black Knights of the Hudson. That's right. Army over Navy, 10,000 units on Saturday. Key play right there. Yeah. Key play, yes. You need you know, that one. Back in the day when I was at Boston College, that's when my 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 wife told me that my son I was we we're gonna have a we we're gonna have a kid. And at that game, she told me that about my son AJ. That's right. And we beat Army. Boston College beat Army, and that was good news. And there'll be good news this year. Army will beat Navy. Maybe not as physical as Army this year, 
the, the ankle biters will get after it. They're going to jump on the back of your knees. They're going to do everything they can. They like to win wars, so they're winning the football game. Navy, no chance. Army this year by 10. Love by it. By 10? Yes. Can you name one player on either of these teams? Sergeant, Colonel, uh, Lieutenant. Oh, yeah, Sergeant, Colonel, Lieutenant. Is he the quarterback? He could be the quarterback, yes. That's his first, middle, and last name? Army. Okay. Army Army's running. A, Army's a three-point favorite, by the way. So they'll, it's, they'll uh, win by 10. Okay. Congratulations to the Naval Academy on picking up its sixth win of the season. Plus, they're staying up in their area, going to Foxborough, hanging up there in the, the greater New York and New England area so they don't have to make that trek down to Philly. Yuck. Mm -hmm. The hell wants to go there. So I got Army for 10,000 units. I got a 5,000-unit play with the chefs over the bills. <laughs> the chefs? Yeah. Okay. Chefs beating the bills. That's a 5,000-unit play. I'll Hold give on. you another 5,000-unit play. Hold oh. on. Let me get the line here first. Okay. Okay, the, the chefs, as you call them, only a one-point home favorite against the Bills. Come on. Okay, there you go. What's next? Uh, I'm going to give you the, that's right, my team that's going to the Super Bowl, the Miami Dolphins, because I will never beg the Titans again. Forget about it. I'll take the Dolphins minus 13 easily. Minus 13? At home? Against, who do they got, Tennessee? Yes. It's a Monday. They got a Monday night doubleheader this weekend. How about that? How about lighting them up? And getting and getting Hill his two thousand yards. How about starting on his way? He may get two thousand yards on receiving. Well, he's going to need five hundred and twenty if he's going to do it on Monday. Well, no, he'll get half. <laughs> he's going to get he's going to get two sixty. Oh, against that group, come on, man. <laughs> uh, Monday night doubleheader in both games suck. Thanks, NFL. Yeah. All right, so we got the Chefs, the Dolphins, we got Army, um, Texans. Well, play yeah, anybody playing the Jets, let's just do a 5,000-unit play on the on the Texans. Versus, I don't like that. That Jets, they do play pretty good in the secondary. Texans yeah. are minus three and a half. Who's in quarterbacking the, the J-E-T-E Jets, Jets, Jets? Zach Wilson's back. He didn't quit yet? I don't know if he's going to I don't know if he's going to try, but they have announced him as the starting quarterback. And what is that line? Three and a half. Ooh, I don't like the hook on that. Backing out? I'm backing out. Oh, you said earlier you're always going to bet against the Jets, and now you're not doing it? No, I'm not going to do that. I am not. I don't want to do that. That's that's not good. I'll just take the Chefs, the Dolphins, Army, and the San Francisco 49ers. Hey, Seahawks, yours is coming too this week. There's an assing about to happen in San Francisco. All right, the Niners hosting Seattle. San Fran is a... 11? 11-point favorite. Yeah, that's a weird number, but that's okay. They're on a roll right now. They're on a they roll are. because they're looking for little Purdy to try to be the MVP. That guy. Little Brock Purdy. Here's a video of uh, Zach Wilson playing for the Jets on Sunday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. After the reports that he didn't want to play for them anymore, he's going to throw the ball out of the end zone the other way. Wow. That's going to be Zach who, Wilson this weekend. Who was that quarterback the for the Jets at that time? I don't even know who that was. That might have been – is that an Eagles jersey or a Jets jersey? Looks like, the, looks, like, looks like the Eagles a little bit. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah. 
Was that Jaworski throwing? Man. Was that Jaworski throwing it backwards? It might be. Man, it might be. Come on, Jaws. All right, so that's so. Are you done? Those are your four picks. I'm done. That's it. That's plenty. You can, you can get up to twenty-five thousand units back. And how would the fans feel about that? They'll be very happy. Still be down money this year. That's right. We'll get you just before Christmas. Get you even. Okay. And if you lose all of these picks, you'll be down sixty-seven. No, fifty-seven thousand units. Wow, that that's seems like a lot. That is a lot. So ten thousand units on Army minus three. Yes. Five thousand units on the Chefs minus one. Yep. Five thousand units on the 49ers minus eleven. Yep. And then five thousand units on the Dolphins giving thirteen. Go ahead, Dolphins. Get them. Okay. Those are the Bucks. Gold star locks. Those are gold star. So and wait till I come up with the bowl picks. Oh, you people are going to be amazed at the kind of coin I'm going to get you for the bowl picks. Is Lee going to start joining us when the bowl season starts? Is he ready? Is he coming back? Yeah, I think Lee will join us maybe next Friday. Okay. And then maybe I know he joins us for the NFL playoffs too. So we won't have Lee on today, but he'll he'll join us a couple of more times over the course of football season. So he'll be ready to give us that opening bowl pick with Texas Tech Red Raiders and Shreveport. Yeah, you, you taking that game already? Louisiana. Oh for, my goodness. The first bowl is Next Saturday. So, yeah, next next Friday, you'll be able to give out your Gold Star locks for bowl season, at least the first week of bowl season. And you know I'm picking Texas Tech to romp a room cow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this this feels like a Tech game, doesn't it? Oh, sure. It means absolutely like, nothing. They win this one by 21, and they're like, oh, we Rachel, got all of these guys hey, coming back next, next year. year. Yeah, all of these <laughs> dudes coming back. We figured it out. Texas ran out. They ran into the conference just when we were getting good. The Big 12 runs through Lubbock. Yeah, we're going to hear that again after they Let me tell you, if it does, this will be Joey McGuire's last stand. Back to high school. Oh, God, they loved that dude last year. Yeah, that went away in a hurry, didn't it? Not a great year, too, for him. No. No, They went from eight wins and beating Texas and OU in year one. It's the first time, and I guess the only time, where Texas Tech ever beat both of those schools in the same season, they went from that to yeah six and six playing in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Wow, boy, oh boy, oh boy! And let me tell you, the Duke Blue Devils, you got all the Manny you want. You got him. All right, yeah, yeah we can we can get to that now. Yeah, Manny Diaz, man. former Texas defensive coordinator, of course. He's been the Penn State DC the last few years. He just got announced as the head coach. At Duke, replacing Mike Elko, who of course left for AM. Well, Manny, they love. By the way, they liked Manny Diaz at Penn State. They liked the way he played. The way they played defense. I think they were the number one defense overall this season. I think Penn so State. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did. He did a really good job. They like. They wanted to keep him around, but he wants to be a head coach. Good luck at Duke. Yeah, I mean, Manny Diaz is a well-established defensive coordinator. I know how things ended here in Austin, but. Uh, he's had a lot of success as a DC at a number of different yes. spots over his coaching career. But, well, he's technically been a head coach at two different places because he was the coach at Temple for like two days. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Took the head job at Temple, did the introductory press conference, and then Miami Dude, fired the coach. That, that, was, that was tough that he couldn't make it happen in Miami because, you know, his dad was the mayor of Miami. So, I mean, it's 
that was that's that that was rough right there. I thought I, mean, I was hoping that he could 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 hang there. NIL deals weren't going on then like they are now for the University of Miami. So he couldn't he didn't have that extra cash on hand. But going to Duke and his D, I mean Duke played pretty good defense this year. They lose a lot of players and a yeah. lot of gone, and they lose that quarterback on the other end on the offensive side. That will suck for Manny Diaz right there. You know, Manny Diaz was not as bad of a head coach as most people make him out to be. Like he was twenty-one and fifteen at Miami, sixteen and nine in conference play. He he got fired because Miami had the chance to go get Mario Cristobal. Yes, who they really wanted from Oregon, which yeah, another hometown, another hometown guy. Exactly. Yeah, Cristobal played at Miami. Was a really good player there. And had some things rolling at Oregon, and he was willing to leave Oregon to go back home and take the job at the U. So that was that was a big part of why Manny Diaz got let go uh, after his third season at Miami. Now, look, Miami wants better than twenty-one and fifteen. I'm not going to sit here yes. and tell you Manny Diaz did a great job at the U, but it wasn't as bad as people say. Now, the Temple thing that was embarrassing as hell. That was a really really bad look. And you could argue that maybe karma got involved with why things worked out the way that they did in Coral Gables. But um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think there's a chance. Like you said, Duke does not have super lofty expectations for no. So this might be a good fit. Like, um, Manny Diaz won six games, eight games, and seven games in his three seasons at Miami. If Duke's doing that, I think they're okay. I really do. Like, I, I think they're okay if they're making bowl games every season, which is what sure. Miami did. So... A little tougher to win at Duke than it is at the U, of course. But like it, Manny Diaz is just an average to above average head coach. I think he can survive at Duke for a few years. Yeah, you need some eight-win seasons for him there. Yeah, I mean, they'll be thrilled with that, right? Sure they would be. Like, that's that's where I am with Kansas right now. Like, if Leipold keeps winning eight games every year, then all right. Great. Basketball school, you're winning eight games like that? That's awesome. We'll take it. Now, how long is his contract through? I mean, has he got a long-term contract? Obviously, he does. Diaz? Leipold. Uh, yeah, he's got a long-term deal, and he keeps turning down other schools. I mean, he's he's been requested for interviews. He's been offered a couple of other jobs. It's going to suck if he keeps losing his staff. Well, yeah, they did lose <laughs> their offensive coordinator uh, to Penn State. Funny enough, we're talking about Penn State and Manny Diaz. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, Leipold's done a tremendous yeah, job. He's wonderful. Everybody leaves Penn State, they either get another job or they get fired, but the head coach never gets fired. I think Penn State would love to have fired James Franklin and promoted Manny Diaz, you know? Probably this year, yes. Like, that's less of a compliment to Manny Diaz and more of an indictment of Franklin. James Franklin, yeah. Probably, but yeah, no, I, I wonder what happens to James Franklin now because you're right, Penn State's defense has been elite over the last few years, and they lose the guy who was behind that defensive success oh, yeah. in Manny Diaz. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it works for Manny Diaz. I know a lot of uh, fans were critical of that move when it was announced yesterday, but I think it's got a chance to be just fine. I don't think Duke's going to all of a sudden be a CFP contender or anything like that. They're still middle-of-the-road team in the ACC more than likely, but uh, I think Manny Diaz can do all right. Yeah, I think he can hang in here. I mean, I I feel like Mike Galco can do the same at Texas A&M. They're, it's gonna it's gonna take them two years. I don't think they flip the switch in one year, but in the, by the second year, going into the third year, I, I think Texas A&M will start winning the kind of games that they're looking to win. They'll be way more competitive. 
Yeah, I mean, AM is losing a lot, right? Uh, a ton of attrition, which always happens when you have a coaching change. Sure. But, and the Aggies, all the talent that was on that roster, they're still going to be pretty talented next year, of course, but they are losing a lot from that historically great recruiting class from 2022. Uh, Elko has been able to keep some of the BBs in the box because he obviously has some familiarity with some of those players. Plus, he's a pretty good defensive mind, too. So yeah. those kids are like, wait a minute, this guy can coach defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, no, like A&M's always going to recruit pretty well. Uh, this won't be a great class for them more than likely, and they're going to lose a lot. But A&M's got the resources and the money that a place like Texas has. So uh, they're always going to have some success in the NIL era of bringing in talent. It's just, can Mike Elko develop better than Jimbo Fisher did? Because that was Jimbo's issue. I mean, A&M had one of the most talented rosters in the country the last few years, and they just couldn't get over the hump outside of that COVID year. So can Mike Elko and this coaching staff actually develop? That's uh, going to be the million. Well, they have some talented wide receivers, too. I just <clears> – I'm <throat> still not a believer in Wegman and, and those kids at quarterback. I just think they're just kind of average quarterbacks. Oh, you're out you know, on Connor Wegman? No, I'm not down, I'm not down with him. There's, there's just something about it where he's just going to be okay. He'll get you eight wins maybe. You know what I'm saying? That He's a seven- or eight-win guy. They need more than that at Texas A&M. They need, you know, they need somebody that just jumps off the map at you because of the yeah. way they recruit. I don't understand. I mean, and he was, and he was a highly recruited kid too. Yeah, he was a five, five star. star, was he not? Sure. Okay, well, that five star ain't working out because the five star you just found there is just average to me. So mm. yeah, they, I, they, they need to look again. And once again, now it's it's all on the coach. Now, of course, you had an offensive minded coach there who just got fired, but I, I still think they they overrated what they thought of the quarterback quarterbacks they brought in colin klein from k-state to be their yeah. offensive coordinator um will howard is in the transfer portal wow i wonder if maybe the aggies go after will well, howard why wouldn't, why wouldn't they with with the offensive coordinator i mean is will howard just one of those guys can get you a win another a win guy yeah, I mean, Will Howard's a solid player. I, I don't know how much of an upgrade he is over Connor Wegman. What would they do to him in the SEC? Right. Yeah, I mean, Will Howard's a solid player, once again. But um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's the type of name that's going to excite Aggie fans. I don't know if they're going to want to move off Connor Wegman for him. I do wonder. There are plenty of good quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Oh, yeah. A&M is interested, right? I am curious to see what Colin Klein and Mike Elko want to do if they want to run it back with the guys that they've had or if they feel like they do need to go try to get DJU or a guy like Cam Ward or a Kyle McCord from Ohio State. Like, all of those guys are going to be highly touted for sure. Well, a lot the, of the, the Ward kid can go because he can run, too. He can move yeah. around pretty well. That'd scare me a little bit. Yes. If uh, A&M got the, uh, the transfer from Washington State, who is, yeah, very much a dual threat. So I don't know. I don't know what the Aggies are going to do. You're right. Like, odds are next year won't be great for them. No. Because um, year ones are always tough. Just ask Steve Sarkeesian. But um, I, I don't know if year two or year three is going to be great for them. I, I, I don't know about Mike Elko. They could have done worse, but I feel like they could have done better. Sure. It's higher. And this is obviously a big step up in class for him. He did a solid it's job. It's almost like you don't have to worry about them defensively. They're, they're, they're just going to recruit good enough to have studs on defense. And you don't need a great defensive coach. But you need a you need a you need somebody to run that offense for Texas A&M. That thing gets stagnant in a hurry. They had great defensive talent this year, and and they yes. had some good defensive performances, but they also gave up a lot of points to a lot of different teams. So, but offensively, uh, they were just 
you know, if, if the quarterback wasn't throwing, if Johnson, if, if it wasn't going Johnson and Johnson throwing to his brother, that, and they had talented wide receivers. They had really good players at wide receiver. Yep. They just could never get, they just never got on the same page. So, and the quarterback's gone again, the lefty's gone and his brother too. The, the tight end is gone. Yes. Max has already committed to North Carolina. Wow. To Mac Brown. I got to believe Brown. his brother's going to go there too. I don't know if there's been an announcement for where the tight end Jake, I think is his name. He's a pretty uh, good tight end. Yeah. He's a solid player. Um, yeah. I don't know if he just follows his brother to UNC or if he decides to go somewhere else, uh, maybe catch passes from a better quarterback, you know? Yeah. Could be an option, but we'll see. Come Next on to Austin. I mean, he was maybe in the top five tight ends, wasn't he, in the country? No, 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 no. They oh, had the M. Jake Johnson? No. no, no. He had like 20-something catches this year. Like, he's he's good, but no, he's not He's not that good. What did he catch, five less than Sanders did? You you hate Jatavion Sanders. Still. Oh, no, I love that guy, man. I love what? that guy you as a player. You don't go that guy all the time. I love that guy as a player. I, I don't love the way they, they use him. That's all. And they started to, what, the last game of the season? Jatavion Sanders had 39 catches this Whoa, year. Whoa, yeah, that'll knock you out of the park. That'll get you as one of the leaders. For 607 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Going into the season, I thought he was a 60-ball guy. Maybe he catches 21 in these last two games <laughs> to get to 60. You mean they found him the last two games? They found him the last game for sure. Yeah, he was a big part of Texas's blowout win over Oklahoma State. Yeah, then against that group, you they would have found you in that game <laughs> last week. My goodness, they sucked. Yeah, they Texas did whatever it wanted to against yes, the Pokes in Arlington. All right, before we uh, shift gears here and get to some other stories from around the world of football and beyond, we got to talk about this Cowboys-Eagles game oh, on yeah. Sunday night. But uh, let's give some love to some of the people who make this all happen. Did I talk about Dr. Ecker today yet? You've not. No, I need to talk about him because I've got a little something in mind. I need to get my teeth clean before the holiday season. And if you need to have a cleaning or if you need, if you want that smile in just one day, turn that frown upside down with dental implants, please give Dr. Greg Ecker a call at 512-345-3166. If you're thinking about becoming a new patient with Dr. Ecker for 2024, use that same telephone number. Tell him you'll see him in the new year. You'll make plans. But if you've got a tooth problem or, or a couple teeth, they're bothering you before the holiday season, when you start to chow down on all that good stuff, maybe give him a call today and see if you can get an appointment with him because time is starting to run out, especially with your dental insurance. Now, if you want to pay your cash, I'm sure Dr. Eckert does take cash, cash only, homie. He'll do that if you want to go that way. But if you got dental insurance, you don't want to lose that. So get it used before this December is up. And Dr. Eckert takes most dental insurances, believe me. I had my teeth done. Folks, I had these beautiful veneers done in just two visits with Dr. Eckert. And he can do the same for you. Want that smile when you're taking those selfies for the holidays, seeing all the folks, all the family getting together, taking a smile. Get, you need to have that done, believe me. And if you've got, as I said, if you've got problems with your teeth, he doesn't want you to go through the holiday season suffering until the new year. Let's get it done right now. Once again, telephone number 512-345-3166. 28 years of service in this area, over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. He's our guy, should be your guy too. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Doc U and shout out to our buddy Brandon Mars over at Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. I'm getting out there in the lawn today and getting some work done. I think I'm going to go out there and have a beer with that guy later today. 
There you go. That's the type of guy that he is. He's the type of dude that you want to have a cold one with. Brandon Mars, great people. Our friends at Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment, great people as well. And, hey, not a lot of college football this weekend. If you've uh, been putting off some projects around the house, take care of them this weekend. Should be gorgeous out tomorrow as well. Top Gun's got all the tools that you need. The biggest selection of rental equipment for any job, any size. They've got the biggest brands, Steel, Hustler, Toro, Walker, DeWalt, and more. They are Austin's number one source for all of your equipment rentals, sales, and supplies. And these guys aren't fly by night. They've been around since 1996. Two Austin area locations to best serve you. Up north in Anderson Square, down south on South First Street. Or check them out online. It's topgun.net. Top Gun will shoot you straight. Love it. Also, shout out to our guy Shelby at Syntex Tickets. He's got tickets for everything, man. Got tickets for everything, man. Texas basketball back in action tomorrow at the Mood. Hashtag bless the Mood. If you want to get there, you can get your tickets at SyntexTickets.com. If you're trying to get to NOLA, they've got tickets on site right now at SyntexTickets.com. I asked Shelby if he was going to the game. He's like, no, I got to go on a Disney cruise. Oh, oh, the big cruise liner, the Disney with all the kids and all the snot and all the sneezing. Yeah. And the little kids touching your arm and your hands and stuff. Oh, and then peeing in the pool. Oh, great trip. Great trip, folks. (laughs) Here's where I'm at with the Disney cruise. Cruise? Up here. Awesome. Great. Disney? Disney down here. Like, all the goodness that you get from the cruise is washed away, no pun intended, by the Disney element of the cruise. Why not? Little Mickey Mouse peeing in the pool on the slide. You've got to have that. You've got to have... Snow White and the, the little dwarfs, the seven dwarfs, Sleepy and Goofy and Sneezy and Snoopy and all that whole gang. Come on, man. I don't think you got any of them right. You you gave the names of four dwarfs, or you tried to, and I don't think any of them were actually dwarfs. Snoopy? I think the Sneezy was one. She Snoopy's said Snoopy not, no. twice. Sleepy? I think Sleepy's one. Sneezy? Right? Uh, isn't it, is it Wheezy or Sneezy? I think it's Sneezy. Okay. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch that. Shit. One, one is Gypsy. What was, no. what, was that, what was that bitch doing having seven slaves like that? <laughs> Do I have the was, story right? That was Snow Whitey. She was just fine, man. She's not. It's you're thinking of. It is her. It was her. Did she have a fairy godmother, or was it the witch with Snow White? Did she have that witch as a grandmother or something? I don't remember those those tales. I don't either. I don't know. Cinderella, Cinderella had what? The Wicked Witch of the uh, Midwest or something? Oh, no, no. That's the Wizard of Oz. Oh, fool. yeah. See, I remember I, I had stuff like yeah. I had all those. I had like Brer Rabbit and Brer Fox and Brer Bear and the Tar Baby. I remember back to those. Yeah. You don't remember those. They didn't they didn't give you those. Oh, the Tar Baby. Yeah. What show was that? It was Brer Fox, Brer Rabbit. Yeah. I, I've never heard of that, dude. I'll, 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 I'll do the I'll do the whole story for you one time. All right. Well, sendtextics.com. Get your tickets there. Disney Cruise. Don't don't do that. I know I know one thing. You do deserve to get on a cruise and go to Alaska someday. You deserve that Alaskan cruise. You know, I was on that thing three times. Got married, married my wife in Juneau, Alaska. So yeah. the cruise is absolutely fabulous. The 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 port of calls, Juneau, uh, Sitka. Ketchikan, great places in this country. I mean, just it's it's wonderful. Plus, I did have 
calm seas. I never was on one of those baby when that baby was rocking though. That's nice. Yes, because I probably would have never. I had all kinds of pills that I had to take before I got on. Yeah, I had. I've gotten seasick before. Those ships I, are so big, though. Like even if the seas aren't great, it's oh, still. It's still oh no, you feel it. You still will feel it. Really? Oh yes. How long did it? You went from Galveston all the way around to go get to Alaska? No, I went from Seattle. Oh. Go to Seattle, spent a couple of days in Seattle, and then went straight on out to to Ketchikan in Juneau. Yeah. Yeah, that's you you and your wife still talk about that trip a lot, man. That trip was great. Like a great time. Yeah. I haven't been on a cruise in a while, but uh never been up to Alaska. So it's a it's a it's a great trip. It's a great it's it's a great area of this country that you know, when when and guys talk about how they'd like to go there for the summer and just work, I'm like, no man, I wanna be up there. Mosquitoes are big, bugs are big, flies are big. When they have warm weather, everything gets bigger. They have bears. You got bears in the summer? Bears all the time there. Ugh. That's when they told me, that's when they, when the park ranger said, if the bears don't run, I'm like, no, dude. If I see a bear, I'm running my ass off. I'm not going very far, but I'm not staying there for the bear to sniff me. It's not like freeze. I'm not freezing up if I see a bear. Dude, I think Trey and I talked about this at one point. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do if I come into contact with a bear. Because some people are like, yeah, freeze. And it won't bother you. And some people are like, run as fast as you can. I think my plan is going to be I'm shoving down whoever I'm next to. Making them move. And then I'm taking off. Because he ain't getting both of us. That's right. He'll get get somebody. Whoever's next to me, sorry about that. Dude, I'm not getting molested like that dude in The Revenant, like Leonardo did in The Revenant from some grizzly. I'm on the move. I'm not taking that. He got molested by a bear? Wait, haven't you seen The Revenant? You've seen the movie. No, you haven't seen that one. You don't go to you don't go to flicks. I forgot about that. I haven't been. I mean, I'm sure I can watch The Revenant outside of theaters at this point, but sure I, I haven't been to a movie theater in like five years, and I've probably yeah. been to a movie theater one time in the last ten years. That's yeah, going to cost you twenty. Hey, it's going to cost you for that ticket, two drinks and a bo- and a thing of popcorn is going to cost you twenty five bones. If you're lucky, I feel like it's more than that now. No, I walked in there for, I don't know what the last one, with the Grinch or something with my wife. And I went, wait a minute. Two waters and a bucket of this popcorn, you know? Yeah. So it cost me 25 I'm like, wow. Dude, I'm just, I'm literally paying for a nap. That's why I don't go to the movie theater. Those oh, no, I, I'll fall out and I'll fall out in there too. Yeah, those seats are so comfortable. It's so dark in there. Like, I just oh, pass out. I don't need to pay for that. Summer time, it's great. Here's we got a couple of folks. If it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. If it's white, good night. <laughs> polar bears. About, it doesn't matter people, with the polar people bear. People are bears here. <laughs> if they're talking about polar bears, black bears, and uh, grizzlies. So if you see a polar bear, you just go to sleep and it won't attack you. Good no, night. No, no, no. It means you're dead. Period. Oh, lights if, out. If you come in contact with a polar bear. That bear is hungry. There's not much you're gonna do. You're just a meal. You don't think you could take a polar bear? Just I couldn't take a polar bear's cub, much less a polar bear. <laughs> or, a, by the way, a grizzly either. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get brown lay down. That's a little brown bear. And if it's a black bear, you fight it back. Black bear, Pennsylvania, you How know, they got them in Texas. Do I have any chance to fight against a bear? Like, Do really, you have that's, a chance? That's the suggestion, is to fight a bear? Can you imagine hitting a bear in the ribs and that bear laughing at you and then biting your fist? 
Oh. Yeah, I'd hope he'd bite my fist. I feel like he'd bite my head off. Oh, yeah, they go after the head. They're, they're sort of like chimps. You know what I mean? Chimps go for the gonads first. Yeah. They understand body parts. I like my chances against a chimp more than I do against I do a too. bear. I do, too. The male male black bears weigh around 400 pounds. Uh-oh. What about a grizzly, then? That's that's more than you and me put together. Wow. That might be more than two of you and me put together. Black bears also can run 30 miles an hour. How am I fighting that, dude? Oh, you can run your ass past 30 miles an hour. If you got to go, you, you're going to go. You're getting up to 37 at least. <laughs> Yeah, 37? What am I, Arch Manning? <laughs> no, man. I No, dying at the hands of an animal, it's like a shark. If, if I, I don't, I'm just thinking, I'm about to fight that shark. I'm just not letting him bite. That shark's about to get it in the eyeballs and everywhere else. I don't care. I'll gouge his eyeballs out. You got no chance against a shark, dude. None? No, if you're just swimming in there. I mean, if you're in a kayak and you got a paddle, you just shove them away, even then. <laughs> oh, yeah, just, just move them to the side. Get out of here, guy. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think so. I think uh, I'll, take, I'll take my chance with that bear than I would that shark for sure. Yeah. Any day. Yep. I, no, I'm, out, I, I'm out on either of those. Yeah. No, I don't want to die at the hands of some animal, some varmint. No, thank you. No, thank no. you. Or a, or a pack of raccoons, none of that stuff. I don't want to be eaten by an animal. I love eating animals. I don't want animals eating me. That's not how it's supposed to work. We're at the top of the food chain. We're supposed to eat them, right? Now, if that bus hits me, that's just, that's just hey, that's just bad luck. Yep. But I don't want that bear eating me. No way. Mm. That that's or a okay. pack of coyotes or something like that. God bless. I always have, I've had these weird things about living out where I live because the coyotes roam out here in the, you know, I mean, I've seen these mangy-looking things that look like half dog, half chupacabra out around this place. I wouldn't want them to. I wouldn't want them to tag team me like with six of them and start going at my body parts with their sharp little teeth. Now they won't get past that fence now because if my two great Pyrenees gets after them, it's it's on. That that party's on then. But if they got me on the other side of the fence and started to get body parts from me, I don't think that would be too good. Or if me and little Zach are out for a walk and a whole pack of them <laughs> come after us, I'd have to sacrifice the dog. Yeah, is is that the worst way to die? Getting eaten oh, alive? By yes, yes, it would be the worst. I gotta believe it. Yes, <sighs> chunks of flesh out of you. Mm. Well, that sounds like a great Christmas story, doesn't it? I like that. I like that, kids. Worst ways to die: getting burned alive sounds pretty bad. No, that's not good either. I think I think getting buried alive is like the worst way to go. Well, right? Everybody's had that nightmare, yeah. Someone thinks you're dead, but you're not actually dead. And they're shoveling yeah. dirt on you, and you're yeah. actually the reason fine. I don't want to be buried. The reason I don't want to have one of those kind of ceremonies out at the out at the grave site. Just go ahead and throw me in the oven, burn that, do that real quickly, make me ash, and put me up on the mantle somewhere. Well, that's being burned alive. Yeah, but you're dead at that time. And even when you get buried and you're dead, there's something about, you know, six years later, all of a sudden, hey, I, I'm up. Oh, no, I'm I'm down. I'm you know that, you, I always you know, have that one. That's the one. You know that yeah. old uh, Doritos Super Bowl commercial where the guy fakes his death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's, I, in that, he's in that casket and uh, uh, 
at, at the front and then he falls out and there's just a bunch of Doritos in there and he's watching <laughs> football. <laughs> I wish uh, I worried we'll get five for copyright if I show that, but that's, oh, we're get, of course we're always going to be in trouble. I know you're going to find it. That's a good bit. We'll show it at some Because point. we don't get popped for that copyright of the, the condom lady. I mean, she's Instagram famous, right? How could, how, how does she get away with that? Well, we get away some, with showing her. That's just some random person on Twitter who posted that. I see. Like I showed the, man, YouTube copyright rules. I got to be careful just in case they're listening because I don't want them to take us off altogether. But I got popped for roll left yesterday. What? Yeah, that, from like 27 years well, ago. you know who popped you for that? That's the university popped you for that. Probably. That had that probably had nothing to do with YouTube. That was more the universities. The university that. or ESPN or whoever showed that game on TV. You probably can't you probably can't show the miracle pass of Miami. I don't know. I was worried that it was gonna be the uh the newscast that got us in trouble, but it was roll left. Oh, you mean we too low? That one? No, not well that one too, but the no, the the hick from yesterday, Isaiah Carey. <laughs> that, that was too that dude is not on tv anymore still no way in no. houston no oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah but that had to be 20 years ago that suit was that suit was like the one i wore back in high school no it's an old suit old old suit that was too funny that dude that was that was hilarious now yes it was That's all right archived. sunday night football buck dallas and philly the game at AT&T Stadium. If Dallas wins, they will have the same record as Philadelphia, and the two teams will be tied for first place in the NFC East. If Dallas loses, well, they'll be two games back of Philly, and the Eagles will have the tiebreaker. So, in essence, the Cowboys will be three games back of Philly with just four games to play after this one. Obviously, if the Cowboys win, they don't guarantee winning the division because uh, they've got a very tough schedule down the stretch, and the Eagles get to play a bunch of nobodies. So even if Dallas wins on Sunday, you shouldn't be crowning them division champs. But if the Eagles win on Sunday, you might be safe to crown them division champs. So it is a big one for the boys. Yeah, I mean, I like the Cowboys in this game. As I said, I thought they would split this season. So it's time for that the set part two. I think the Cowboys get to split. I don't know how they, they cover C.D. Lamb with the way they're hurting in that secondary right now. Now, on the other side, boy, they're going to go after Bland. Who, gonna, who are they going to stick on him? Anybody? That's the wide receiver from da uh, from uh, Philadelphia can take him. I, I, I'll take my chances with Dak right now because I, I got to believe the Philly quarterback is just kind of banged up. I mean, he's played most of this season banged up. He, they found ways to win. They, they're a good, solid football team, but they haven't run over very many teams like they did last year. They, they haven't just physically pounded teams into the ground. They just found ways to win. I mean, yeah. that's a sign of a good that's a sign of a good football team with some good skilled players and, and good veterans on their team. So can they find a way to beat the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, but I don't think they will. I, I just don't, I think they're, they're, they're just too banged up. And that, that secondary is really bad right now for Philly. Yeah, the Cowboys have won 14 straight games at home dating back to last season. Uh, this season, the Cowboys are outscoring opponents 246 to 95 at home. Dallas has also beaten Philly five times in a row in Arlington. So uh, and they miss and they miss Goddard too. Yeah, Dallas Goddard still hurt for Philadelphia. Uh the biggest issue for the Eagles this year is what you talked about down the stretch there. Like the offense hasn't been as explosive. Right. Uh, Jalen Hurts still in the mix 
for league MVP, but he was the favorite at this point last year. Like he was going to win that award if he didn't get hurt with three or four weeks left in the season. Uh, This year, he's still top five in terms of Vegas odds to win MVP, but he's not having quite as good of a year as he did last year. The run game is not quite as effective, but the, the problem for Philadelphia has not been its offense. It's been its defense. Yes. And it, it might cost him on Sunday because, well, the Cowboys offense has been the best in football over the last two months. But here's some of the numbers. Oh, that you? Yeah, that was Siri. You said the word Cowboys. She was just trying to tell us who they play. Hey, Siri, oh. shut the hell up. <laughs> She's good. She went back to sleep. show here. All she right? went to sleep. There you go. Uh, the Eagles, 24, uh, 24th in points per game allowed. They're 22nd in yards per game allowed. They're 29th in pass defense. You're yes. about the secondary. <laughs> Dead last in the NFL in third down defense. They're they were great at that last year, BK. They were great, great at third that. Down. Yes. Yep. 29th in red zone touchdown percentage. Even the Longhorns could maybe score in the red zone against the Eagles. Uh, 28th in explosive play percentage, 22nd in sack percentage. Remember how they they were setting records for sacks last year. They're 22nd in sack percentage, 29th in points per drive, and 26th in turnover percentage. That's that's not just like average. That's bad. The Eagles defense is bad. It's amazing that they're 10 and 2 and they've got the best record in the NFL because their defense has been a bottom 10 defense in the league this year. Yeah, I mean they've lost, you know, with their with their rookie, the great rookie from Georgia, Carter. He's been in and out of the lineups, uh, you know, kind of the whole year. He's been, you know, in for three games, out for two games, in for a game, out for four games. I mean, he's struggled a little bit, but when he's in there and they're they're getting, you know, and they're stopping the run, I mean, they can they can get they can get healthy in a game. You know what I'm saying? And this is one where I think Carter's back. I think they're at the secondary is what's really struggling. They. They just don't have any they, – they're just – they're down a, two cornerbacks. They're down a safety. They're going to have to move a safety to cornerback. That's not going to – anybody that is one-on-one with, with C.D. Lamb is going to get beat. Yeah. That's just going to happen. But I got to believe that they feel the same way with, with the defense and the secondary of the Dallas Cowboys. So I, I look for a lot of throws. In the this Cowboys' game. defense has been a lot better than Philly's. Now, the last time we saw Dallas's defense, they were getting torched by Geno Smith. Uh, in DK Metcalf. So that was not a very good defensive performance by Dallas. But for the most part this year, the Cowboys have had one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, and Philly's going to try to run. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what they always do. Uh, And Philly's obviously got a really, really talented offense. But, yeah, I I don't know, man. Like, if you're you're a Cowboys fan, I think you should be confident that this team's going to be able to move the ball and put up points on Sunday night. And and it's like, it's strength on weakness right now because since week six – the Cowboys offense leads the NFL in total yards per game. They yes. also lead the NFL in scoring. They're almost a full touchdown more than the number two team on the list in terms of scoring offense since week six. Uh, they've been great on third downs. They've been great in time of possession, which is big because you obviously want to keep Jalen Hurts and that Eagles offense on the sideline. The red zone offense, remember early in the year, it was like, oh, man, the Cowboys are like the Longhorns. They just can't score inside the 20s. The Cowboys figured it out. The Longhorns... I guess they were great against Oklahoma State. They were five for five. But, like, the, the Cowboys got that shit taken care of. Yes. Uh, they've got a top 10 red zone offense in football now on the season because of what they've done as of late. And Dak leads the NFL in passing yards in that time. So the Cowboys' rush offense still hasn't been great. They're 16th in rushing yards since week six. 
in the Eagles' run defense, that's been the one thing defensively that they actually have been good against. But, man, the, the, the secondary of Philly being as bad as it's been and Dak and this Cowboys passing offense being as good as it's been, uh, that's uh, that's good news, once again, if you're Dallas. Yeah, you know, and, and Michael Parsons has to be a big part of what goes on. He always is, but he'll, he'll have to do some amazing things in this game to help them out. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for him. Jalen Hurts is banged up now. He's not moving like he did last year. Mm. You know, and once again, we're starting to get to that part of the year where everybody's hurting, but particularly with him. You know, whether it's his knee, his thigh, I mean, he, he takes he takes some hits. He's not running like he did last year when he would take off. This dude takes off now. I'm not saying he's afraid to take off, but he'll take off. But he's going to get out of bounds. So he's going to slide. This isn't the physical Jalen Hurts of last year. It's just not. He's not healthy enough to do that. And Dak's been really healthy. This is a game where Dak, if he has to escape, should be able to escape and go. He really should. I mean, he this shouldn't be any hesitation on his part about taking off and using his legs to help out the Cowboys in the run game this week. And yeah. I think he I, I think he will. But we know Jalen Hurts is now moving around to throw the ball to find Smith, you know, and Brown downfield. He's not looking to run like last year. Can't blame him. That dude is hurting. Well, he he can still run really well. Like, well, he runs well enough. He runs better than ninety percent of the league's. Yeah, no, he's still he's still a problem running the football. I, I think you're uh, you're he's over. He's not going down the field like he used to. He's not running twenty five yard runs, but he's running six seven, sliding, getting the first down. He knows how to get out of the pocket and go. Yeah. He just yeah. doesn't have the explosion. His legs aren't as explosive, except for when he needs third and one from yeah. the one. He'll do that uh, brotherly shove play, and nobody's really found a way to stop that one just yet. So you want to keep them out of those third and fourth and short yardage situations and obviously keep them away from the goal line. Uh, Dallas Goddard is coming back this weekend. Thanks to Long oh, One Bear for mentioning that. Yep, 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 yep. I uh, just confirmed that on the Twitterverse. Isn't this the game he broke his arm, broke that – Forearm was it the Cowboys? Cowboys, I think it was the Cowboys game that happened then. The first game, yeah. So it's a revenge game then for Dallas Goddard, I guess. And named after the city of Dallas, interesting. And he's playing there. He's playing there. Yep. So you like the Cowboys on Sunday? I do. I really, I, I, I do. I, as I said, I thought they would split this this year. So it's, it's the Cowboys time, and they're playing pretty good right now. They're scoring a lot of points at home. And yep. Dak, Dak is playing really well. He's not putting the ball up for grabs. C.D. Lamb has, has been available to him, and they're finding him. The tight end's done fantastic. I think offensively, I think Mike McCarthy's done all the things he, he really I, – I, I know he still wants to run the ball better, but that little running back is all, not all of a sudden going to be a big running back. He is what he is. So, And I think they've got enough weapons. They have enough running backs. You know, they got kind of a two-headed monster that they rely on, and it's worked out pretty well. The other cat's good. Not a very scary monster, but Rico Daddle's been solid. Tony Pollard's been a little bit better as of late. Yes. And the Cowboys' rush defense has improved, or excuse me, rush offense has improved, but it's still uh, not great. So but, I think but, but you Philly, you know, yeah, but, but Dallas is one of those teams, you know, Mike McCarthy's going to be hard-headed, and they're going to run it. They, they're going to want to run the ball at Philadelphia, which I don't know if that's a good idea. I just think passing against them right now, is just the way to go. Sort of like Texas versus Oklahoma State. So if you just got to throw it, throw it, run it, screen it every once in a while. But don't think Tony Pollard's having 100 yards against that against that Philly defense. No, not going to happen. Not going to happen. I'm taking Philly in this game on Sunday. Obviously, really? I'm wrong. Yeah, it's uh, the Cowboys don't show up for these big games against these great teams. So 
I'd love to be wrong. I hope Vegas is right. Philly's got to be mad after last favorite. week, don't they? Yeah, the Eagles just got embarrassed by San Francisco at home. So they always get up for the Dallas game, of course. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be extra pissed off because of what they just went through last Sunday. You're right. I'm, I'm going with the Eagles here to win this one. Uh, all right. Well, let me ask, since, you're, since we're still on football, let me ask you about the okay. Texans in the game that they have to play. Okay. With the Jets. Do you worry? I mean, the Jets' defense is still salty, and, salty enough. Now, they can't score any points. And the Texans have been playing pretty good defense right now. D'Amico's doing a great job with that defense. And when you knew he would, you know, you're worried about him offensively. And the quarterback's been fabulous. But the Jets' defense, you know, Stroud's had his he's, – he's thrown a couple balls, a couple, couple picks over the last couple weeks. He's also thrown for 300 yards over the last couple weeks too. And I, I, they're going to miss the little guy. Yep. Yeah, not having Tank Dale is going to be big. Yeah. I mean, he got hurt pretty early in that Texans-Broncos game last Sunday, and the Texans offense sputtered a little bit. Yeah, you can see the game. difference, yep. Yeah, now they held on and beat the Broncos, and that was a nice win because Denver had won five games in a row, and uh, that was an important one for AFC playoff standings. By the way, shout out to New England for beating Pittsburgh last night because uh, that helps the Texans out. Like, the Texans sitting on their couches – actually went from out of the playoffs to in the playoffs Yep, because Pittsburgh couldn't get it done on Thursday night football. Uh, odds are this game is going to be close. The Texans have played eight straight one possession football games. So as bad as the Jets have been, I think it's bad news for the Texans that Zach Wilson is the starter again. Not that Zach Wilson's great. He's not even good, but he's better than Boyle and Simeon, the guys that the Jets have tried the last couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd feel better about the Texans' chances if they were trotting out one of those other jabronis. But the Texans should still win this game. For Garrett Wilson, out the team. They've yeah. got a lot more to play for. Uh, this is an important one for their playoff standing. So uh, I like the Texans, but I think it's close because that's just what the Texans have done. Like sure. all of their games are seemingly decided in the final minute, whether it's good or bad. So what about Garrett yeah. Wilson to start the season thought he was going to be catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. And now he's got all these schmokes that is throwing the ball to him right now. Yeah. His yeah. year is like, ugh. This one would suck for the Texans to lose, man. Oh, it the would. The Jets are just, they're so bad. They're four and eight. They look lost. Some of the guys look like they've checked out. It's just, it's been rough to watch them play football. And um, yeah, this the Texans have won four or five. They obviously had that heartbreaking loss to the Jags a couple of weeks ago. But the Texans, look, they're not only playing for a, uh, wild card spot. They can still win the division. Yes. They're a game back at Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence is hurt. So it's like, there's a lot the Texans have to play for. Um, so yeah, they need to go out there and win this game on Sunday. And I think they do get it done. I think it's close, but give me Houston. It's a home game. No, it's in New York, oh, New Jersey, whatever New it's called. Jersey, New Jersey. You're going with the Jets? No, never. Okay. No, no. You said 30 minutes ago you're betting against the Jets every week, and now I you're am. like, oh, I don't no. know if the Texans can win. I, but, but I'm not betting with the Jets, no. That's, okay. a, that's Stay away from that game as far as you can. Okay. Because it'll make you think that maybe Zach Wilson, you know, and his, and his mom's friend got together for a week or so, <laughs> and everything is good again. No, it's not good. Yeah, obviously you've got uh, the matchup of the two most recent 49ers defensive coordinators at head coach, and then you've got Stingley versus Sauce Gardner. Not that they'll be on the field at the same time, but that uh, heavily criticized decision the Texans made in 2022, taking Derek Stingley Jr. over Sauce Gardner. 
Uh, Sauce was a first-team All-Pro last year as a rookie. He's been better than Stingley. But Stingley did have a couple of interceptions last week. He's got, for, like, uh, he's got like four interceptions this year. He also has like four games played because he gets hurt all the time. Yes, he does. That's the big issue with him. He's a talented player. He just can't stay on the field. So uh, there you go. Other NFL games to uh, look out for. It's not a great slate. You've got Bill's Chiefs. You've already said the Chiefs are a 5,000-unit lock to win that yeah, game. That's at home, yes. How about Sean McDermott? It just came out yesterday that he was making reference to Al-Qaeda and 9-11. Dude. You see that in a speech to his team? He's trying to say they need to be connected just like the terrorists were on 9-11? Just bad choice. Bad choice, Coach. Even if that was years ago that you made that, and how did, where did that come out of? Somebody just doing an interview with the dude or somebody just bringing something up from the past? Yeah, someone someone wrote a story about Sean McDermott, almost yeah. like a hit piece, trying to get him fired. And if the Bills don't make the playoffs, which right now they're on the outside oh, looking in. He's going to be gone. He'll get canned. And this almost feels like, hey, here's more evidence for why you should get rid of this guy. But yeah, I, some speech in the locker room a couple of years ago, he apparently said, yeah, you guys need to be as connected and as together as those terrorists were on September 11th. How Yikes. do you get to that? I don't know. How do you get to that point? He said he apologized to the team like immediately. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. He said he, he did a pretty. He did it right away, right? Yeah, this wasn't one of those. Oh, the story came out and then he apologized. This no. was one he says he like realized basically in real time that that was incredibly dumb and he said sorry. But yeah, and, and a, a four year old thought that was dumb. Yeah, <laughs> we need to be more like terrorists, guys. Well, that's going to get the team going. That's going to galvanize the locker room, huh? I can't. I just can imagine you miss some veterans in there going, "What, dude?" I'm gonna I'm gonna text the Texas Sports Unfiltered group text later today saying, "We need to be we need to be more like Russia when it invaded Ukraine." Wow, that's we need to have that sort of together. We need to be rowing the boat in the same direction. That doesn't go over. Just use some different words there, Doctor Seuss. Really, yeah. uh, Osama bin McDermott is what I'm gonna start. Calling oh, he's gonna catch time. all kinds of grief for that. Yeah, yeah, that won't stop. Sure. You know. Once the once the once the code police get on you, they're on you deep. And then the Niners hosting the Seahawks. Uh, the Niners destroyed Seattle in Seattle on Turkey Day just a couple of weeks ago. This game in the Bay Area, you've got the Niners winning and winning big. And then Rams Ravens. That's the other kind of intriguing matchup. The Rams are six and six. They're fighting for a playoff spot in the NFC. Baltimore's tied with Miami. For the best record in the AFC right now. Baltimore, a seven and a half point home favorite. You taking them? I would take them, yes. Although I'm not buying them playoff time because once again, Lamar Jackson still has a couple regular season games left before he turns a foot backwards or whatever he does every year. So oh, you're I'll putting stay away from for another injury. Oh, yeah. Speaking of injuries, here, so we talked about some of the good matchups in the NFL in week 14. Here's some of the quarterback matchups that we've either already had or we might be getting on Sunday. So last night we had Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky, which what happened to Pittsburgh, by the way? Yeah, they, they sucked. They lost to Arizona at home last week, who was 2-10. and 10, And then they lost to New England last night, who was 2-10. and 10. Pittsburgh's trying to make the playoffs, dude, right? No, they, Tom was trying to get the job in Buffalo for the terrorist dude. You think he, nobody ever wants to leave Pittsburgh, though. You think he's trying to get out of there? 
Pittsburgh for Buffalo. Oh, my God. All Pittsburgh had to do the last two weeks was win against two two win teams, and they would have kept the Tomlin winning season streak alive. Now it's in jeopardy. Yeah, he's getting out of there after that. If that they if were, they don't get a winning season, he's out. The Roonies are probably saying, Yeah, it's time. It's been 37 years or whatever, Mike. I'd be, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's the problem there, but you can't. Hey, really Belichick just kept his right job. Think so? No. No, I don't either. No. Uh, we've got CJ Bethard against Joe Flacco. Can you even tell me what teams those guys are playing for? Bethard is the dude with Cincinnati. Nope. No. Nope. Who's, who's the dude with Cincinnati there? That's that's Browning. Oh, Browning. The He's old Washington quarterback. Image. Yep. Bethard versus Flacco. Can you name either team? This is actually this is actually a very important game in the AFC. Bethard is Jacksonville. That's right. He's the backup to Trevor Lawrence now that he's Flacco out. Flacco is Cleveland. Who cares now? <laughs> You've got uh, C.J. Stroud. This will be Zach Wilson, not Trevor Simeon. You've okay. got Gar Gardner Minshew versus Jake Browning, Colts Bengals. Gardner's Gardner's now the starter still, right? Gardner is still the starter, yeah, because Richardson's done for the year. You've yeah, got good Bryce move. Young, who's looked horrible, against Jameis Winston. Oh, Nola, huh? I think I don't. I don't know if Derek Carr's playing or not. Well, well, it doesn't matter because they bring in the the BYU kid all the time. He plays more than the regular quarterback. So Voldemort, you know. Did you see last week when uh, they they ran a play with Taysom Hill and picked up nine yards, and then he ran off to the sideline, and Derek Carr came back onto the field. They were booing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's 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 what they do in New Orleans now. They they just go ahead and put him in. Yep. And leave them in for like five series in a row. What about Josh Dobbs versus Aids excuse me, Aiden O'Connell? Aiden O'Connell with the Raiders? Yep. That's your Vikings in Vegas. Baker Mayfield versus Desmond Ritter. I go with Baker, Baker, Moneymaker. Oh, that game's away. That's in Atlanta, though. I'm gonna go with watching something else. Yes. And then well, Bijan, right? Yeah, hopefully no. he actually plays. No, nah, I, I don't. I'll watch Red Zone, and they'll show me the Bijan touchdowns. That's all okay. I need for that. And then Monday night, one of the two games, Jordan Love against Danny DeVito. Yeah, I like Green Bay a lot in that. And I will be I will be giving you that unit play right now for another 5,000. Green Bay? Yes. Minus six and a half at New York. Yes. You're doing it? Yes, I'm doing it. Okay. 5,000 units, you said. Does Charles Barkley still play running back for the Giants? <laughs> I don't know if it's Charles, but Saquon, I think, does. He still plays? Does he have? Is he anywhere near 500 yards for the season? Yeah, he's got to be over that. No. Yes, 500? I mean, I, I don't know the answer off the top of my head for I'm sure. I'm going to say he's six, 670. How's that? Well, that's more than 500. Yeah, it is. Okay, but he's not near a grand. He's at 697. I'm close. Not with 500. I'm pretty close to what I just said, 670. <laughs> that, guy, uh, that, that guy, wow. Yeah. And he wanted the bank, huh? He did. He get, he got some money from the Giants to stay. but Yes, he did. Turned down a long-term deal, and it's not working out for the G-men. You know what? 
He needs his boy, Micah Parsons, to make that call to the Cowboys and bring him to Dallas. Yes. You, how would you like to have Saquon Barkley with the game that they have? You would like that. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very good. I don't want to pay him. I don't want to pay another running back like they just paid Zeke. I don't like I'm not spending big money on running backs anymore. The Cowboys should not do that. Cause Zeke was the best running back in football for a couple you, of years. They paid him and then he stuck. You're not going to the you're not going to the Super Bowl with that 160-pound wide receiver running back that your franchise tagged and still paid him a lot of money anyway. It's one year. They'll move on from him after this year. I'm not saying sign Tony Pollard to a long-term deal either. Go get a different running back, but don't pay Saquon 12 mil a year for four years. Pay the guy nine and like it. For one year, sure. If he wants that, I'll do it. I ain't paying that dude. I'm not giving him a long-term deal. Why would the Cowboys do that? That's, That's not learning from your mistakes, which the problem is the Cowboys have not learned from their mistakes too much. Because Big Mike Mac, Big Mac Mike, Needs a running back. And I, I know I like the other guy a lot. I think he could play a lot more downs, and he doesn't because they, they still have to pay Tony Pollard some money, and they still have to put him in for some reasons. But I'm trying to get to the Super Bowl here, okay? I'm not trying to get to the playoffs, win a game, and then get out. Right. I'd Believe me, I'd love to have Saquon Barkley for this year over Tony Pollard. If that was an option, sign me up. But – Go draft the running back in the second round or something and and use him. That's what a bunch of teams do, and it works. So, yeah, look, Saquon's a great player. This is not an argument against you for that. It's just I, I do not want to give out another long-term deal to a running back. That's silly. That is silly. Speaking of how, silly. How long, is a long, how long is a long-term for you? Uh, long-term. Three years, more than three? Three or more. Yeah. Which, okay. which is what Saquon's going to be looking for, I sure. think. Yeah. Yeah, and he gets hurt all the time also. Like, no thanks. No, he's got some bad ankles too. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, how about this video, Buck? I'm going to show this to Trey later today. Um, what's your stance? I don't know how much we've talked about machines and robots. Where are you at with the robots these days? Uh, I'm very kind to them all. That's why I put my arm around the slot machine, remember? I understand what's going to happen here in the future. I'm in. I'm. In, I'm into them. I don't study them. I don't like sitting on computers. I don't do a lot of computer work and all that kind of stuff. I stay away from that part. But some of the machines, yes, you know, I, I, I'm good with. I'm good. I'm in good with them. Okay. I'm not one of the ones to go. You're going to go first before I do. No, no. You know my stance on this. I'm on the machine side. I'm killing humans in the battle between man versus machine. I'm, I've always let my machine overlords know that I am on their side. No, dude, they're, they're going to use you as a sexual tool when that time comes. A sexual tool? <laughs> yes, yes, who, yes. Who am I having sex with? You're not having sex with anybody. You're just the tool. You're the jackhammer. They're using you to have sex with other machines when the time comes. So That's I'm banging what, the machines? Yes, you're going to be, yes. You'll be used right. as their tool. Uh, as long but as not I'm with getting- your tool, maybe with your... With your, some of your other body parts. Yes. Yes. You're the jack in the hammer. That's what I'm saying. This is the most confusing explanation of anything I've ever heard. Am I having sex or not? You're not. I'm the banging machine, machines? The machine is using you. I'm getting banged by the machines? Could be. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here and whether or not I want to sign the dotted line. Don't do it. Don't, don't go on. Don't go with them. Well, I'm on the machine side. Yeah, I'm on the winning team. I want winners. I'm Mike Singletary. I want winners. 
They're not going to win. Well, here's a video. This is from a Chargers game at SoFi recently. These are robots, which I guess are machines as well. But uh, what are you doing if you're at the game and you see these? Robots designed to look like humans. All throughout SoFi, there are a couple of them in Chargers jerseys just hanging out on the concourse. They're better than their players. Better than their coach. Here they are in the Jumbotron. Look at these jabronis behind them, like, dancing and stuff. Those robots are about to turn around and smack them upside the head. About to laser there's, those fools. There's Samuel A.I. Jackson on the left. <laughs> no. What are you doing there? Dude, if I'm sitting behind those guys, I am asking for another seat. I don't want that creepy stuff around me. No. no. They were just at that game in L.A., dude. Dude, you know, they're like gremlins. You know, they don't like – they're not going to multiply with waters. They're going to short-circuit. Just keep – make sure you bring a bottle of water with you everywhere. Just pour water on their head? Just pour water on them. And they'll search. Look at that earpiece. Drop some water in that earpiece, some H2O in there. I bet you that thing goes – that head explodes. Honestly, like if they didn't have those giant – things on their ears and if they had more hair or you think they're hot you would be after the chip they look they look like humans wouldn't they no like they're standing up their mannerisms they're looking around that's what i would do if i was on the sideline of a football game like I huh. people i don't see people unless they're they're on crack walking around like that those look like two, a bunch of owls in the on a branch or something. Those don't look like humans the way they're turning their heads. Wearing a Chargers jersey, just yeah, in the concourse. On. Look on the jumbotron. So they move, they move like Trey Elling. You know, I mean, that's where they move. That, that, look at that. They're looking at the jumbotron. We're on the screen. Look at us. No, those dude, those those mechanical. That no, that looks like a dove on a branch. What's dove <laughs> hunting season? Come on, don't go on their side, BK. Stay with the people. Stay with the flesh. Stay with the people with the flesh. Come on. Not a, I'm not a loser, man. They have no hearts. You know that, right? They have no yeah, souls. That's why I fit in with them. They have no heart and soul. They punt babies. They truly will punt babies. You're not helping your argument. You're only helping mine right now. Get to be a machine and punt a baby? <laughs> no, no. Heart and soul? What am I, Huey Lewis in the news? I don't give a shit about those things. <laughs> You got to have a heart and a soul, man. No, I'm Don't good on that. Them. No, stay mm -hmm. as far away from them as you can. Well, they are, uh, they're coming, man. And you're going to be on the wrong side of history. I'm sorry to you tell you. You want one of those as a wife? Would you go ahead and join that game if they if they had the perfect wife for you? Whatever it takes, man. If really? That's going to keep me alive. Like I'd prefer a human wife, but if it's if the war starts... And the machines are like, you need to leave your wife for one of us. Gone? Sorry, sorry hag. You go. <laughs> oh, my God. See ya. I'll That's start not right. talking trash. Oh, yeah. It's not right. I'm a winner, Dude, I'm baby. Fighting, I'm fighting him to the bitter end. Big buckets of water. You wouldn't, you wouldn't last five seconds, dude. Me against those people? Yeah. Or those machines? They don't like water. They can't cross water, BK. They, they're going to shoot you. I'm going to put a couple molts around my house and see them try to swim through that. Oh, they're going to have like guns out of their arms and they're just going to blow up your house, dude, with a grenade launcher, <laughs> rocket launcher. Yeah. 
eventually they're going to hit my swimming pool and that's going to be it for them. <laughs> well, for some of them, but there's going to be a ton more. Oh, that's right. They're pretty smart. They're not all going to fall for the old swamp around the house. That TV, that 85-inch TV, smart TV, already in your house. That thing will kill you. So it already knows the, the, the faults of my home already? Yep. Microwave, refrigerator, William stupid, Perry. Stupid-ass microphone right here. Mike could come get you. Come on, man. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Who do you think's... Uh, Once again, they're going to use you. I'm not going to be used by the machines. Who do you think's more real here? Who's who's the more legitimate charger? Oh, fan? Don't tell me her or that lady. Is is this person the more legitimate Chargers fan, or is this person? Who do you think is more real? Who do you think actually cares about the Chargers more? The clear planted lady from that Monday night game against the Cowboys. He doesn't care. Or <laughs> Allen Iverson robot version. I think the robot cares more. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> Yeah, too. but that lady doesn't have the real disease that the lady on the plane has when she's seeing MFers. See, they don't understand that. We have those people on our side. There you go. Shout out to Engaging Life's Moments. Oh, Thank yeah. Thank you very much. You, you do think you could take a giraffe, right? Just go for the legs? No, I'm not getting catapulted by one of those legs of a giraffe. No, I don't think I could take a giraffe. You said, I swear you said a couple months ago you could beat up a giraffe. No, I that was years ago. I said I could take on a deer, mm. but I gave that up too. I got old. Okay, but yeah. no, no, I don't take on. I don't play with animals. They're that's, mean. That's good, AM. Thank you for not playing with animals. They are mean, but uh, the machines, but... machines are going to have. They're, I'm going to outsmart the machines. They've got weaknesses. They're they're no, they're they're not coming for us, BK. Don't worry about it. Somebody from another planet, God, the rest of them. But not the machines. I'm not buying into their being overly too smart. No, overly smart. No thanks. Machines are taking us out, dude. And by us, I mean you. Because I'm on their side. So you're going to be on their side, really. Remember that. Remember wow. that. All right. let's. Uh, we got some baseball news we've got to get into. There might be a monumental announcement out of the world of Major League Baseball today. We'll tell you what that is here in a second. But first, Buck. How about our friends at Covert BK? Speaking of machines, they've got all of them. Seven wonderful brands out there in BK of Texas. Buicks, Cadillacs, GMCs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram were out there yesterday. And the parking lot was still full, BK. There are no empty spots out there. Now, it doesn't mean they're not selling. They're out there for you. You don't have to wait around six or seven months to get any of these types of vehicles. Or SUVs. They've got them all. And they've been doing it since 1909, the Covert family. Of course, there's Covert Ford and Chevy and Hutto, Covert Lincoln and Ford in Austin. And then I told you the seven brands out there, beautiful BKs, 42 acres, unbelievable service area out there. For more, informa more information, go to covertbcave.com. While you're out there, do say hello to the whole gang. Dan Covert, Stacy, Mike, Jerome, we saw them all yesterday. It was good to see those folks out there. I want to thank them for their help with us and their sponsorship. Love the folks out there at Covert BK. Love all the Covert family, as a matter of fact. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Ron as well, one of the new employees at Covert BK. Nice. Chopped it up with him for a few minutes out at the dealership yesterday. Uh, great people. They treat us like family. They're going to treat you like family every time you're out there. CovertBK.com is the website. We've been driving one of those Covert cars to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Right. Can't wait for that. 
Can't wait for that. Shout out to Altstadt Beer. While we're driving that COVID car, we're going to be pounding some Alt. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, kidding. No booze yeah. cruise. No oh, booze. I'll be boozing this weekend, though, with some Altstadt Beer. My friends are stocked with it. Because uh, that's American. Watch Army, Navy, drink an ice cold beer. I'm going to be enjoying some Altstadt this football weekend. Go Army. You are as well. The best beer that you can find all throughout the state of Texas, whatever you have going on this weekend. It's supposed to be gorgeous all across the state of Texas. So if you're going outside, maybe grilling out, enjoy some Altstadt. If you're hanging out inside watching sports, that's probably what I'm going to do. Let's be honest. Altstadt beer. If you've got holiday parties and it's BYOB, show up with some Altstadt. You'll be the life of every party. Get you some. H-E-B, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you buy your beer, you can find Altstadt. Of course, drink it responsibly. Whatever you're doing this weekend, please plan a sober ride home. Please drink your Altstadt responsibly. It is the official beer of BK. It should be the official beer of you as well. It's Altstadt beer. No impurities. No regrets. And you know what I drink responsibly? Olipop. That's exactly what I drink responsibly. I can drink as many as I like. No hangover from my Olipop whatsoever. You can drink a drive of Olipop. You can also shit bricks if you drink that many Olipop. (laughs) They got that fiber in there. It's good for you. It's good for you. Oh, yeah. It tastes great. Yep. Olipop, great tasting soda that's good for you. Uh, Get you some of that wherever you buy your groceries. And uh, thanks to our friends at Woods Comfort Systems as well. They'll be out here next week. Celebrating 60 years in Central Texas, the best HVAC and plumbing that you can find all throughout Central Texas. Fantastic people. They do phenomenal work. You don't last six decades plus unless uh, you know what you're doing and unless you take care of people. And Woods Comfort Systems does both of those things. Go to their website, woodscomfortsystems.com. You're ready for those folks. And, of course, 7-Eleven. My day is 7-Eleven. I got to get my newspaper, my hard copy Friday. Yep. That will tell me the news from Wednesday, so I got to get that. I'm a little behind. So is the Austin American Statesman, but I need that hard, hard copy. And it will be waiting for me at 7-Eleven along with, you know, I, I got I got a little talking to yesterday because a Coke can was in my car. Oh, by your wife or by the Yeah, car? yeah, yeah. The Coke can was in Olipop. my Olipop, what are you doing? I still have my Olipop, but I had a I had a Coke about a month ago and it was stuck underneath the seat somewhere. So that was found out. But my little Debbies, I can get rid of those immediately. Because I down those in a hurry. It takes me longer to down that Coke. Those little Debbies I just shoved down my gullet and they're gone. Yeah. I'm going to have me a little Debbie's today, just in honor of getting caught yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, F you, wife. <laughs> you don't control me. <laughs> I'm not uh, a machine. I'm not a machine. You just eat the little Debbie in the parking lot and then throw the trash away at the trash exactly can outside right. the door. I'm having one or a honey bun or something, something very good, something that's, you know, tastes good and is good for me. There you go. I like that. Honey bun. Yeah. By the way, when did sugar become really bad for me? I don't know, 1833. Really? Back in the day, sugar's been bad always? I think so. How well, was they put it in crap then? If it's so bad for us, why do I Why do I get it in everything? Why do I see it everywhere? Tastes good. Thank you very much. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's, they don't put sugar in stuff because it's good for you. They, they put it in stuff because it's good. How do I get to be this big and this grown with all that sugar in me? You Are you saying be, that I could be, I could, if I didn't have any sugar in this system, I probably could be, live to be 125, 130? 
Dude, for every article that says the less sugar you eat, the longer you'll live, there's an article that says the more sugar you eat, the longer you'll live. Yeah, that's like the wine. Oh, don't drink wine. Oh, no, you need six bottles of wine a day. You're going to be just fine. Yeah, I don't know what to believe. What's the secret to getting older? 105-year-old says he's drank a bottle of scotch every day since the Great Depression. Oh, the guy who smoked five cigars a day, never got cancer, nothing ever happened to him, just lived to be 120. Really? Overton? Yeah, that dude lived for a lot. Dude is jamming cigars three, four times a day. Guy's a legend. Yes, he is. Guy's a legend. Here's the breaking news that's not quite breaking, but a big report from John Morosi, who covers Major League Baseball from the MLB Network. He tweeted out an hour ago, source, Shohei Otani's decision is imminent, possibly as early as today. And it was actually six years ago today, on December 8th, where Shohei announced that he was going to play for the Angels, right when he came over to the big league. So maybe this date holds some weight for Shohei. Maybe he wants uh, to go December 8th again with his decision. But yeah, we might have some news on the biggest free agent in the history of Major League Baseball drop at some point today, Buck. It's going to be great with him being a San Francisco, that's right, the Giants. That's the call. It's my call, yes. God, I'm still going Dodgers, but there's a lot of steam to Toronto. What? I know. I know, I know. A lot of smoke saying that What's show. Toronto? No taxation without representation or something? That's our bit. Oh, is that our bit? Yeah. They ain't okay. doing that. Bunch yeah, of red coats. They got taxes up there in Canada. Yeah, Wags. We'll bring uh Wags and Rodney's back. Wags is saying what? The taxes are astronomical Higher. up there. Oh, they're higher? Well, sorry, he ain't going there because he's going to be taxed. (laughs) He might make some money. Might make a little bit of money. Yeah, Yeah, money's not an issue, though. Even if he does get taxed a lot, he'll be fine, right? I I just don't know. He'll be all right. That's the country we live in anymore these days, guys. So Taxation without representation? I'm still still thinking Blue Jays are going to steal him. I I, I don't know why. All, All week, that's kind of been. I like, I'm with Buck. I like the Giants. I think he'll stay West Coast. That's where I'm at. I think he's going to stay West Coast. He wants a change of scenery. Um, if he goes to the Dodgers, I think he's just helping. What What do you got there? 40, <laughs> no, 49ers. Hey, 49ers. San Francisco 49ers signing him. He did, he, feel, he feels like a West Coast um, type of ball player to me. I, I think he likes being out in the West Coast, man. I think he loves the, you know, the climate out there. Uh, I'd, love, I'd love to see Shohei on the East Coast just because it would make him the face of baseball, I feel like. But um, Hell, he's going to be that anyway. Will happen, man. If you want to put a flyer down on the Yankees, we talked about it. $2,500. Um, your $100 will get you $2,500 back. Might be worth a flyer. They just We're signed Peter. up Juan Soto, though, so it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, um, they, got, they got Soto and Verdugo this week. That means yeah, they, they, were, they any, were told no. They don't have any money left. Are you going oh, to get the figurine up? He stays in for the holiday. There's no reason to talk. There's no reason to talk, Jeter. He's terrible. He's a ter- <laughs> terrible. terrible, terrible person, yes. Leave return on that if you want to throw the flyer down. But I'm with Buck here. I think I think he goes to the Giants, man. I think you're getting like 1,800 back on the Giants, too. So Ooh, that's a pretty wow. good play. Hey, it's fine, guys. Y'all are just coping. Because Shohei's going to the Rangers. Oh, uh, hell. Look at that. The Rangers are about to win the next five World Series. So, just, I like what y'all are doing. Trying to pretend like that's not going to happen. 
trying to you know let yourself if down. You guys were able to pull that off. Holy shit! No chance. That would be something now. I'm sure the Rangers would pay him a crap ton of money. But oh, they yeah. would. I don't, Everybody I don't is going to. Yeah, this ain't about money at this point. It's just where to show. Hey, want to go? Where he wants to go? Yeah, he's setting the tone. Yeah, Rodney, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Thank you for filling in, guys. Yesterday, that was um, that was just horrible, man. That's just uh, that's just a lot of no rest and dehydration and ear infections and all kinds of different stuff. Oh, right, dude, thanks. don't do it, man. You're older like me. You're not as old, but be careful of that dehydration. You'll start getting global sexual amnesia and stuff. You don't want that. That sounds What's that. That's you can't remember sex. Uh, you you can't remember anything. Oh, you can't even damn. remember where you can't even remember where your sex part is. I mean, that's oh, it, it happens like that. It's serious. Damn. You start grabbing the wrong thing, thinking you're gonna pee out of your fingers. So be careful. <laughs> Don't get dehydrated, man. Point your hey, finger man, down. Pointing your finger down at the toilet doesn't work. I know that. I know that. And then and then you me. piss your pants. You piss <laughs> your pants while you're holding <laughs> yes. your finger. That's yes. about right. Nothing's coming out of my finger, but I'm pissing my pants. Well, well, that's that's happened before late at night for different reasons. It got reasons. to the point one time where I saw my granddad pissing the damn closet, and I was just like, yeah, all right, buddy. It might be time, dude. It might <laughs> yeah, be time. And, well, well, my grandfather in North Carolina, my grandfather had Alzheimer's in his 50s. And that oh, dude, you oh. know what he used to do? He used to walk up and down the streets. That was his deal all day long. He would walk in Greensboro on Benbow Road, it was called. And all the way up to the Civic Center, almost like touch where the light was there, and, and then back. walk back. And he would do that all day that long. That might have been his only memory, though. That's the thing. Like they, they say that when you when you go into Alzheimer's, I, I hell, I don't fucking know. But they say when you go into Alzheimer's, you try and hang on to one memory that just keeps you, I guess, grounded. And some sometimes that's music, and other times, hell, that could be a light post. Yeah, that was his deal. Yeah. That was his walk. He would do that, and he'd get up in the mornings, and guys, he would walk there, come back. He'd have a glass of water. He'd walk back, come back. And he did this all day for years until he died. It was the weirdest thing. It's crazy. It's just, I'm like, what dude, kept, I, It's what I, kept I, him going, Buck. I kept, huh? It's what kept him going. It is. It, it kept him living that long. I mean, that wow. is a, that's a, that's a terrible thing. I don't know. I'll probably still be, by that time, I'll just be still doing this show. Saying the <laughs> same shit over and over and over and over. <laughs> hey, man, at least it's producing. That's right. I hope I get that's to do it. that. Well, that's it. Well, just well, does that mean? It. Does that mean you have Alzheimer's now? Because that's what you're doing already. I know. Yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. All right, yeah. it's Friday, and I got to do some things. Slam, no, slam it. it. Oh, there you go. Slam it. There you go. Oh, Later, BK. Work. Be good.